the ToadHopNetwork.com, it's Huff and Stapes. Love and Stapes Radio Show for a packed house tonight at the John Lovitz Theater in Universal City, California. Uh, that's the longest we've heard our intro music ever right there. I didn't, I didn't ever want anyone to hear the bow, bow, like that horrible, that horrible guitar were, solo was taking, never supposed to be heard. You were ever. taking a gamble with that music, huh? You're just like, what are the odds we'll ever get there? Because this, this song is great. <laughs> right up until. Right up until, but now, oh boy. Not exactly Keith Richards. I don't know if I like you, um, taking that, taking our... Our show's life into your hands like that, playing God with our intro music. <laughs> I usually fade it out before Dead that. Dead Man's Curve, <laughs> intro song style. We needed all of it. We needed every last second of it tonight, though. That's why we I did. left that little tail end on. Uh, a little shorthanded tonight. Lewis is out. He has an event, apparently. He said he has yep. an event that he an had event? to go to. Good call. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's torturing kittens or something. I don't know. Oh, event. No. I don't know if I trust that kid. He's at a, some sort of <laughs> nondescript event tonight, so a little shorthanded. Uh, There's thanks no, like, uh, being plushy here. convention in town or anything like that, <laughs> oh, right? God. We could figure it out. You know what I realized, though? No, I would know, because I would. You'd be there. Uh, it's, it's tomorrow night, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I realized? Lewis looks like he's got like the, the hairline and kind of the, the facial hair of Lewis C.K. Like, if you look at Lewis he does. and you look at like <laughs> old Louis C.K., he looks like Louis C.K. Yeah. They're like basically the same guy. How did you get that one? <laughs> How did I get it? I don't know. It's just I've been watching a lot of Louis. He's on and Parks and Rec, or he was like a week ago. Yeah, and he's on his own show all the time. What? <laughs> he did a little he, guest spot on Parks and Rec. He's also on uh, Louie occasionally. Occasionally on Louie on FX. Who when cares about FX? Let's talk, let's talk Comedy Central. We got a huge show tonight. I mean, yeah. like a ridiculous show. We have one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. The biggest premiere in the history of Comedy Central was Key and Peele. And we have one half of them. The important half, really. Because without Key, you couldn't even get to the Peele. We got Keegan-Michael <laughs> Key coming on the show. We got the guy with top hair. Yeah. Next season is just going to be Key. Jordan Peele stops, doesn't show up for his appearances. It's going to be he dot, 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 ellipsis and Peele. <laughs> yeah. No, Jordan's, Jordan's real sick. These guys, um, since I, I was just talking to Keegan, and he said that since the, the morning after the show aired, it was just booking dates everywhere across the country to go do stuff. I've heard some of their other appearances, and you know, we don't have as much to offer as some other radio shows. Now, I heard uh, Keegan and Jordan on our good buddy who fills in for you sometimes when you're out of town, Kevin Klein's show, the Playboy Morning Show. They got, he got, they, first, they got huh? to play, I think, punt, pass, and tits with them. I don't think we have quite as good a game to offer. I think we're going to try to play some kind of game, but it's not going to be punt, pass, and tits unless Jackie and Drew want to get involved and we can oh. kind of... I it's feel like a, we're going to be a letdown. They're it's a game, in tonight. and I don't want people to tune out, but it's an educational game. Yeah, I think people could maybe learn something from it. It's it's yeah, it's not boring though, but it is educational. So Keegan Michael Key coming up in a little bit. You can find him on Key and Peel Thursday nights. It's actually airing what in an hour in an hour's time. Some people it's already aired. That for was them. the other awkward thing about asking him to do the show. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, we sort of are on at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I hope well, that's no, okay. th Thursdays <laughs> at ten thirty. So maybe out of there by then, you can go home and live tweet it or whatever. This I sketch it was on Tuesdays. Yeah, I think it's on tonight. It's on tonight. Thursdays at 10.30, you can find it. Key and Peel. So tonight's Thursday. 
Tonight is not Thursday. You can Why find it in two days. Wow, holy shit. Scott, you've had a really it's been rough a lot, day Yeah, it was, it was a <laughs> shitty day, i got to say. But it's about to get better because we do have Keegan coming up. Uh, I wanted to remind people where you can find us. The Toad Hop Network, toadhopnetwork.com, and Extreme Talk XM165 at Extreme XM165. Also, a little bit later on, find out what happened when Joe and I did stand-up for the first time, which we did on a Thursday. That's right. Brought it all back together. Wow, good See job. how that works? That was masterful. It was a, it was a Thursday masterful. night. Masterful. The Thursday night that we did that. You're like a you're like a conductor, and you're like, oh my god, why is he starting up the violins right now? Like it's too early, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my god, when a plan comes together, <laughs> symphony. <laughs> well, you know the thing is too, I have a bad day, and I always come in here and I'm like, I'm gonna try to be a professional. I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna try to do a professional show, no matter what happened to me. I'm not gonna come in and be like, I'm tired from my day at my shitty office job because oh, that would mean, be being every. A girl? Yeah, that would be it would be being a girl, and it would be every single episode would be me coming in and and Jeez. talking shit about how long my day was. So I'm like, I'm gonna turn it off, try to be a performer, and then I get here, and you got Johnny Ice, who is doing advertising and a lot of other stuff, helping out for the Toad Hop Network, like walking around with his iPad, telling us what our numbers are and how our numbers aren't quite <laughs> well, up to snuff. Jeez. To be fair, you did ask what the numbers were. Well, because, all right, so we went to After Hours <laughs> with Heidi and Frank. Very fun show the other night, Friday night, right? Was it Friday night? Let me make it sure was, I'm getting my nights right. It was Friday night, that's right. Friday night. Which we, is the night after Thursday night. <laughs> oh, right back, call back, boom. <laughs> so we came, we, we decided we were going to you know, be a part of the Toad Hub Network. We did After Hours with Heidi and Frank. It was great. It was fun. We got trashed. We met some, some fans of uh, their show who are then, I suppose, trickle-down fans to our show. Like, mm -hmm. Proto was awesome. Yeah. Grandma Nancy was great. Uh, there was an old, uh, a friend of yours from college who is That's a right. million times more successful than us yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Nick, <laughs> it was great to meet him. He it didn't was... even know you were the Stapes, though. He was like, right. he was your friend. But he didn't know you were the Stapes right. and Huffin' Stapes. Like, oh, you, you guys are Huffin' Stapes? You're like, I knew yeah, him, like, yeah, 10 Stapes. years ago. I'm like, I, yeah, yeah I'm, an, I'm, I'm Stapes. And he's like, oh, my God. Well, he didn't even react, though, is the thing. He didn't even go, oh, I just put that together. But then he said... I listened to your show, yeah, which I thought, oh, you're probably bullshitting, like just saying that now. But then he said something about the show, like he really does listen no, to he it. Did, yeah, yeah. But he's he, a director on CSI. Like, yeah. how how ridiculous is that? How awesome yeah. is that? Yeah. By the way, um, I gotta get you my headshot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your headshot. Well, you're moving up, huh? What, From huh? production coordinator to want to be on the show what? with your headshot. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yeah. What does your headshot look like? Are the thing is, I just admitted to myself uh, recently that I I want to be an actor real bad. Really? I really do. I think I've just been pretending all these years. I would love to be on TV. Are you kidding me? I love. Well, you don't to have to be an actor to be on TV. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a newscaster. Or, there's a million no, ways. No, there's a million ways. You, in fact, it's actually easier to get on TV if you're not an actor these days. If you really want to be on TV, be an idiot, much better chance than being an actor. I got that down, but the thing is, I'm not as good as, <laughs> at being an idiot as most people on TV are. I mean, these people... Not even close. Speak, you know, speaking of virtuosos, I mean, these people are grand masters of being idiots. I'm just not able to be enough of an idiot to make money at it. I don't know if that's true. I feel like if you had just started, like on a running start like seven years ago, you might have the longest standing reality show. If you were like, let them into every <laughs> every portion of your life. Just let them in. You I feel like you that. would be around still. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like... I. You know what's weird is I sort of agree, which means my ego is probably big enough to fill this entire room. But I feel like everyone must think their life would be a good show. Well, you once pitched me a show. This was an amazing pitch for a show oh, that Joe once pitched me. He's like, "What was it?" The show's like, the show's like, we just set up a video camera, 
with like four of our friends and we just hang out like watching TV and we set up the <laughs> video camera and just like record what happens. We have these such such interesting conversations. No, no, seriously, you don't think that would be a good idea? You can't write. And then he starts naming our friends. He goes, you can't write, Alex. You can't write, Rifkin. I'm like, I, I was promise very you, young. people very can write young. it so much better than we are yeah. sitting around watching I TV. I definitely did pitch that. And that's the show. Do you know at the time, though, we had a website called the LA Rounders where me, Scott's, Grosso's, and our friend Alex's head would pop up and we were supposed to be like just a men's humor site and we wrote an article for Between it. Between the four of us. Yeah. We wrote an <laughs> article. We wrote One an article, article for yeah. it. Wow. And my friend Nick had the best joke ever because he clicks on the website and then all our heads pop up and he, and he goes, so it's, a, so it's a home improvement website? I go, no, what are you talking about? He goes... Well, because when I click on it, up comes pictures of four tools. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had some great yeah. ideas to get on yeah. TV. Well, you hey, want... The Bachelor is accepting applicants. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh, my God, let's do it. Do they take bachelors who are hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt? Well, is that something that... Yeah. I'm sure they won't check. I don't check. think it matters. I'm sure they well, won't they don't check. care. No, they want successful people. You are on a podcast, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I forgot. So successful. Somehow podcast is like even below porn at this point. What? Like, oh, come on. It doesn't have the same stigma. I think my parents... Actually, maybe it did, does. John, parents, did Johnny tell you that? My parents would be prouder if I were in porn than they are that I have a podcast. Because at least they know what porn is. I saw some, <laughs> uh, I saw some feature on, uh, I think it was like Nightline or something, about some Jewish porn star. I don't allowed to say Jewish like that because yeah. I'm a Jew. I can say it like drop that. Drop a hard J. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> drop the hell out of a hard J. What the hell is his name? God damn it. He's I'm not a good Jew. Um, I know James way more Dean. than I should for how bad a Jew James I am. James Dean? James Dean. Wait, D-E-N. so he, he's a Jew, but he's named after sausage? <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, he's like, it was the, one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Because they were asking him, apparently he has a big cult following among like 16-year-old girls. So they were, okay. they were they were feeding him the question to give himself a chance to seem likable. They were like, what do you think about, you know, 15, 16-year-old girls being obsessed with your pornography? And he was like, I think anyone who's old enough to be sexual should be allowed to watch pornography. I don't have a problem Whoa. with it. It was like, hey, you're a demon. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're as horrible as we all thought you were. James yeah. Demon. <laughs> but yeah, so, I, no, so at After Hours, the whole reason this thing came up with Johnny, to go back to that, the reason I'm so fired up and can't even figure out what fucking day of the week it is, is that we went to After Hours, we're trying to be supportive of the network, enjoyed ourselves, whatever, had fun, and uh, Frank comes up to me, little drunk after the show they had a great show and everyone's you know hanging out frank's tending bar and he's like you guys you guys have one of my favorite you know shows on the side i love you love guys, the you guys show, are great. Man, i love the show he's like you guys i gotta have you guys coming in here and doing a live show he's like pleading with me to just do it in the next couple of weeks come on let's do a live show all great good conversation i leave i go to use the bathroom i come back and you're like all upset <laughs> like tail between your legs uh i don't remember it like that well, you were I, somewhat upset i remember being like i can't wait to tell scott this because he's gonna he's gonna love it yeah, Frank's like, look, I really like your show, but um, you know, we got a lot of people who want to have podcasts on this network. Yeah, some big stars. I don't want to blow who he said, but like, he's calling me every day. Wants to, he's like, I just want you to know that, you know, the shows that are up on the website in order of popularity, and you guys are middle of the pack. Middle of the pack, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I and then know. I looked, and the story checked out. He's like, we I were... love you, I love you, I love your show, I love it, I love your show, I have grace. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it, but. But yeah, and it's you know Frank, you never know if he's joking. You know, like every single thing I he says. I thought he might be fucking with you, but then I went to the site, and apparently we are middle of the road. If you buy yeah. that, there's a ranking or a person who cares enough to switch up where the right. icon is no, based on you, downloads. You didn't see the giant board in the other room with the magnetic strips where they're constantly in a big sliding <laughs> <Yeah>. ladder. <laughs> 
It takes up the entire wall of the Lovitz. If you're top five, you get a set of steak knives. You just cost me ten thousand dollars. Just cost me ten thousand dollars. I don't think they switch it. I don't buy that the numbers are right. He showed me the numbers for some shows that I know have to have over ten thousand listeners, and it was like thirty. Thirty. It's not thousand. Thirty listeners. And the oh, thing was, he okay. showed me the monthly listenership, and it's like, dude, you're not even, you're not even close. If the, the number he said for how many people download this show in a month was so low that I just thought to myself, you know what? It's amazing if that's true because that means I can quit doing this. I was like, there's, no, I, can't, I would not even be able to continue if our numbers are actually as low. It isn't true. We had we have five times as many Twitter followers. And if you would count Jackie's Twitter followers, yours, mine, it's like, it's not even close. It's absurd. But anyway, so that puts, you know, set me off on the wrong foot. <laughs> and that is my big, long excuse for why I don't know that it isn't Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great job. I think Keegan just walked away. I was going to say we should bring him in right now. Why the hell not? He's, He's right here. There. Let's not make him wait. He is right there. Well, there's Let's a slight there's a slight delay, so we have to we have to fill time till he hears. No, we don't. This is what we're gonna do while we wait. Uh, Nick, do you have the Hell's Kitchen sketch they did? All right. So Keegan and, and Jordan. Jordan couldn't make it. He's sick. Keegan Michael Key is here of Key and Peel. This is a uh, Hell's Kitchen parody they did that I was laughing so hard that I annoyed my wife by waking her up because she was trying to sleep on me. Uh, Joe's gonna get the camera set up. Here's the Hell's Kitchen sketch from Key and Peel, which you can find Thursday nights on Comedy Central at 10:30 p.m. Drew, come forward. Yes, chef, this is a chicken quiche with cremini mushrooms, baby spinach, and feta cheese. You too. Four years ago when you were on the Oh, do we have another set of cans? Unbelievable. Well, Drew, I have a huge problem with this dish. It's that you haven't made it for me sooner. Thank you, Chef. Because if you had, Drew, then I would know how good you are at cooking food that's bad. I'm sorry, Chef. And when I say bad, I mean Michael Jackson bad. Thank you, Chef. You know how he looked really, really bad at the end of his life? Chef, I'm sorry. I don't know if you like the dish or not. You don't know if I like the dish or not? Well, let's put it this way. Pat your knives, get out, you're off the show. Sorry, Chef. Because you should be working in the finest restaurant in the world. Thank you, Chef. Just not any world that I live in. In conclusion... Key and Peel, a new sketch series. Premieres Tuesday, January 31st at 10.30. Only on Comedy Central. That guy got it right. <laughs> Tuesday, I couldn't even figure out what fucking, what is going on? Keegan Michael Key, welcome back to our show, now called Huff and Stapes. You can find Scotty, us how Wednesday you? night. You can, <laughs> you can find us on Pi. <laughs> 3.185. That, that, that day that exists only in wormholes. Uh, That's where all our Stapes. numbers went, by the That's way. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're all in the wormhole. Oh, they're in the wormhole. They're there. Those listeners, you got virtual listeners. That's there. right. Do you, are you counting? Intergalactic now. <laughs> <laughs> they got Nielsen boxes out there. I don't. Tuesdays at ten thirty p.m. Tuesdays Key and tonight. Peel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tonight. Hey, thanks so much for coming in, Keegan. It's I, my uh, pleasure, Joey. I was, I was so nervous to write to you, not because why, uh, not for any reason that you've ever done. You are genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. However, I was like, man, p- they are blowing up right now. People must be coming out of the woodwork because you have a lot of friends. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. And this is something. Uh, Let's get right into the interview now. Just people 
hitting you up. There's, I mean, because you have actor friends and community, all town, like lots and lots of talented people yeah. in your life, and so people just have to be like coming from all over the place. Can I get you on my podcast? Can you ch- take a look at my sketch pack? Uh, can you get you? Can you you got a role for me? These are all questions Joe's just going to ask you. You <laughs> <laughs> take a look at my sketch pack. <laughs> what? What do you say, Joe? Say air quotes. Yeah, you got friends. And someone yeah. who are in the entertainment if industry. bearded people who are somebody. Your sketch pack. A former co-worker of yours, per chance. Like, per chance, a, who's wearing a t-shirt with a picture of your face on it right now. <laughs> Which he is, by the way. For those of you and not someone, watching. You know well. he changed shirts earlier when he found out Jordan wasn't coming. Yeah. No, that's right. I had my Kill Brain the Fury shirt on. <laughs> Kill Brain the I'm sorry, I just blew this guy's earphones on because you know I'm so I'm just a loud spaz. But um no, it is. That's exactly what's been happening. It's been crazy. Jordan said the other day, it was everything that my partner says I'm enamored with. And Jordan said the other day, he go, he goes, he's looking at his phone, he's talking about our manager. He goes, Why don't y'all get me a job when I don't have a job? <laughs> because now it's like we've got seven jobs. You know, and and, and, and trust me, I'm not complaining about I'm complaining about one of those seven jobs. But no, but the other six are amazing. But I mean, no, we're traveling. That's because Keegan still works at a deli every right, Sunday. Exactly. Every Sunday. Cantor's no less. No. Yep. And, uh, and I live in Los Feliz. So I got to go all the way to Cantor's. He commutes on Sunday. It's like, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah exactly. He has to but, pick up Jordan on the way, too. Exactly. Jordan doesn't, doesn't drive. He so. does not drive. He's never driven a day in his life. And, um, you know, except for that one sketch with Bobby where they try the to Yaris teach him how to drive. Yeah. yeah. But the Yaris. Oh, the Toyota. To, to, Toyota. I just said Toyota. You know what? Toyota. So Hispanic people say Toyota. Did you know that? <laughs> Look at That's that. That's not even a racist thing. It's just how they say it. Educación. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, no, we've like we're going to be at the South Beach Comedy Festival in Miami this weekend. And then we have to go to Idaho State University. I, I don't mean we got to. I'm saying that's going to be a pleasure <laughs> we to go get to. Idaho. We, we get to go to <laughs> Idaho State University. <laughs> Idaho perform, State, huh? Idaho State. Not even and, Ohio State. In Pocatello, Idaho. Wow. On the 15th. Huh. And then on the 31st. Bucket list stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, no, you're right. It's It's been nuts. And my wife, it's like my wife, you can see her tapping her fingers sometimes. She's like, you can't, like, be gone all the time, and, yeah. and, which is good because it helps you keep you grounded, and you you, you got to say no to something. Wait, is that how you work it out? I had a thing with my wife last yeah. week with the you can't be gone. We decided we're going to try stand up for the first time. I was gone like five nights out of five last right, week, right, right. And the tapping of the fingers started. Oh, you yeah, can't dude, just be going. You can't just be because, gone. Like, I'm not getting paid at all for my shit, <laughs> and you're getting paid for all of your shit. <laughs> well, that's so you have thing. to be like stop tapping, you know, because right. you're ta- she's going to be tapping on higher and higher piles of money, right? Exactly. <laughs> which is <laughs> which she's planking on a million. She can't complain. Can, yeah, we can no longer hear the tapping. You're just like diving in there like. <laughs> like Scrooge that, McDuck. Scrooge, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Scotty. How do you deal with that, though? I mean, because you have to do it, right? I mean, how many things can you legitimately turn down when well, you're blowing up like the this? Thing is, the, the, the thing is, the, the, the double-edged sword is, you can turn down podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one, but that's like, that's the, if I may sound like somebody from the 1950s, that's the wave of the future. I mean, that's that's the thing. People listen to podcasts. You don't You don't want to neglect that. Now, I have said no to some podcasts. I was no way I was going to say no to this. I was never going to say no to this, Joey Stapes. Well, I appreciate that. How's your brother? He's good. He asks about you. He loves the show, too. We were c- cracking up over the phone about it. Keegan, uh, my, I used to try to like to hook up my friends at Mad TV when they would come, and it just so happened uh, my brother was visiting. He ended up moving here when he was visiting, yeah, yeah. and Keegan used to play Coach Hines, yeah. and they needed a bunch of background extras to play basketball That's players, right. so we got my brother... On the show, he was like the first guy signing up, your brother, to be the background basketball Absolutely. player. Only chance he would have in playing basketball was to be the backup basketball player in a sketch. That's right. And my brother only, my brother only beat Johnny by like 
what, like four scenes because my brother was in the very first Coach Hines sketch. Oh, really? My brother was out here visiting LA, <laughs> and I lived with my brother for two weeks because my brother travels all over the uh, world for his work. So the guy's at like three million points, you know, for hotel points. So we literally lived in a hotel, the two of us, on his points for two weeks. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is oh, amazing. It's, oh, it's crazy. I mean, he just gets like, because he's like, oh, I'm going to be in Brisbane. Australia next week, and then I'm going to be in you know Wichita the week after that. It's crazy. So, but um, but that's right. Your brother and my brother were both in Coach Hines scenes. That's awesome. Yeah, Keegan was super cool to my brother. Keegan, Keegan was so cool to everyone. Was the thing like, I he's maybe like he's the one I'd be least uncomfortable asking to do this. Like I said, I was really? like a little yeah. Not absolutely. Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I think Aries would probably probably be most comfortable asking Aries to come on my podcast. Uh, yeah, you and, and Ike were two, and Bobby were like the three sure. guys I probably felt closest to. But I was like, Keegan's the one guy who probably wouldn't say no no matter what. And yeah, that's and here it. he is. And now we have to take a quick break because apparently that's now right. we have to take breaks at 25 minutes past on our show. I won't complain. It's great. <laughs> it's a classy problem to have. We got to take classy, a break. Classy problem. Got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more with Keegan Michael Key. You can find him on Comedy Central Tuesday nights at 10.30. Tune out of this show in one hour's time to watch Key and Peele on Comedy Central. I got it right that time. How great is that? This is the Huff and Staves Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network and Extreme Talk XM 165. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. W 
www.toadhopnetwork.com is where you can find us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Amazing how I can get our time slot right. And also on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific. You can tell how bad Scott feels about it, by the way. I by do. How sucks. he keeps mentioning it. He's probably super embarrassed. No, right I'm now. not. I'm over it now. We had so much fun. Extreme Talk XM 165. You can find us as well. Our biggest guest ever in the history of the show, Keegan-Michael Key. You can find oh, his no. show that on Comedy Central, Key and Peele, totally Tuesday nights at 1030. <laughs> and then the one time I get it right, everyone's talking over you. like, what did you do this time, huh? I got it right that time. And you guys are just jabber jawing. What was I saying? Uh, Tuesdays at <laughs> Tuesdays at ten thirty. Uh, the show is, I mean, the show is just so funny. And the thing is, you bring people on the show a lot. We have guests, and I'm not. It's no one in particular, but sometimes you don't have as much respect for what they do, or you don't. It didn't come out as good as they wanted to. I was dying. Or they're all you could from get. second one. Yeah, from second number one of your guys' show. I love. I even love the title sequence, like the credit music. Oh, Who thanks. did that? Did, I mean, no, you know, we hired a we hired a, a a group to do that, and it was actually a pretty collaborative thing. I mean, it wasn't just like we gave it to them and they came with an idea. We kind of had a certain way we wanted to go, some direction we wanted to go, and they were they're called Engine Room, and they were really terrific. But yeah, we just wanted to say let's not get too our first idea was like a really kind of crazy inside pretentious idea and we were like should we come out of the gate with this thing it was like it, it was literally me and jordan playing ping pong in slow motion <laughs> <laughs> which joe which is so very funny to joe like no, you get that joe it, and i think but, I'll, I'll, i a lot of people would, probably a lot of people who listen to this type of thing would get that and would appreciate the weirdness of it but as Scott and I are finding out, like you can't take chances like that. No, 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 like, no. You no. can't take chances that no, some no, no. that someone I I won't generalize people, but like just doesn't turn around and go, well, what the hell is this? And then just that accent wasn't meant. to. Nope. he didn't say red state. Right, right. He, yeah, he no, did, he did not. But he, he, meant, he red, state, red state. flyover, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you've outed me. Uh, you know, but you lose people like immediately. Yeah. Like the, some people just aren't on the level. They don't get it. No, and and that's I mean that has a lot to do with like writing the sketches. We we try to make a point about sketches, but at the same time, like have a simple simple game in the sketch. Don't don't get too crazy. Like I've never been, and sometimes I feel like an old fogey or something. But I've never been a guy like I'm not avant garde kind of comedy. I, I, I I'm like if it's not funny. It's not comedy. Yeah, you know, you know, it's 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 really that simple. And there's certain shows, uh, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions, but there's certain shows I'm just not a fan of. I I, I don't get it. Do you not go for the weird stuff? I, don't... I you know, I really don't. I really like don't a style don't. of a Tim and Eric type of show. I was gonna say, like, I I feel there are days when I feel like there's something wrong with me that I don't find Tim and Eric <laughs> funny. But I I you know, Jordan and I, especially me, I'm a classic guy. Like I'm an old silent nerd. And I feel like, especially in a visual medium like television, why can't we show the comedy? It, it, you know. But sometimes being strange, I'm like, well, those guys are very good at being strange. But and, and if I, I think there are things I laughed at when I was younger, and as I got older, I realized, oh, I was just being a douche. I just <laughs> I totally I laugh, you, on you know that. what I mean? I, I laughed the at same that way. because everybody else was laughing at it. But it's not particularly. You know, but when I look, I'm like, but where's the comedic nugget in that thing? Or where's the kernel? That makes that funny, and that's why people can still watch. You can still watch a Charlie Chaplin movie and go, "This is hysterical." And and so um, sometimes there'll be weird things. Like there's a scene in our show that's really weird. It's going to come up in a couple of episodes. I can't. I can't. Just thinking. It's. I'm just going to tell you the title of the <laughs> scene. The title of the scene is is Baby Forest Whitaker. <laughs> I forgot I about it. Jordan's and Forrest then, Whitaker right, impression. And then we have a scene. We have a scene in next week's episode called McFerrin versus Winslow. 
Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be. On, they're gonna be on the show, both of them. Or? Well, no, no, no. It's 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 him playing Bobby McFerrin and me playing Michael Winslow, <laughs> and we we're we're ostensibly the, uh, the Coyote and the Roadrunner. Because they're both like they're like the kings of mouth noise, right? Right. <laughs> so, so they're, they're each other's nemeses, and and uh, Bobby McFerrin's children have been tweeting us, like direct messaging us and saying, "We can't wait. When is when is our the scene with our dad in it coming on the sh on the show?" See, everyone's so, coming out of the woodwork. You know, that's right. Now Bobby yeah, McFerrin's yeah. kids, Bobby kids are direct messaging what? me. Hey, uh, Keegan, you may not remember me, but you really enjoyed my dad's song <laughs> before <laughs> I was born. When you were, yeah. <laughs> Did you see when, that Michael Winslow video that was making the rounds? He's like popular again on YouTube because he did some uh, yeah. British show where he did a, a whole lot of love, I think, and he did like all the electric guitar parts. That guy's still no, he's amazing. Insane. I mean, really, what he can do it is insane. How, how do you even know you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> how you know? How do you discover that talent? That you know what he's done? He's done videos. You can look these videos up on YouTube in the past. This is it's sick. He can do. This is a royal crown. 2800 SL and then he does like a like a typewriter and then he'll say this is an Arabica 64 like different types how is that no you no you don't well he can kind of do that with impunity and no one's gonna call him out this is an Arabica 613 there's a guy like that's definitely not the guy who I love the Venn diagram of the guy who both is an expert in typewriters and a huge and also a huge Michael Winslow that's all but that's all that's in Michael Winslow's register just typewriters from 1943 that's it this is a brother Word this, this is William Burroughs' fingers on this particular <laughs> typewriter. Um, but, um, yeah, so so for me, like, I, it's funny, because I like, now, I like Stella. I like Stella. Huge so, Stella fan. Big, huge Stella fan. And I like that the guys, David Wayne's a friend of mine, and, and, and those guys are silly. But there's something also weird about their comedy that I shouldn't, that you would go, well, that's not necessarily a joke. But I find them funny. So I, I, I can't reconcile for myself why do I find Stella so funny right. and not Tim and Eric. But that's just me. Does it make you hate people? Like, it makes me hate the shit out of people. Like, if they don't get... So, like, if you didn't like Wet Hot American Summer, I kind of hate you because it's <laughs> yeah. so it's so funny. I'm just like, you have to be stupid. I can't... I mean, there's no, no other oh, way no. to say it. I'm like, I it's so funny. My executive... One of my executive producers, he just gets red in the face, like, when he reads just uh, profoundly ignorant tweets from <laughs> yeah. people who don't like our show. And he's just like, he's like, but you can't... No, like he says, I want to go to your house and I want to go to East St. Louis and find that punk, and because you, you're not, you can't just say y'all ain't funny, and not right. back. In the, and he goes, no, that's empirically incorrect. Yeah, I said, well, I mean, maybe culturally it's not incorrect. The, the kid, you know, <laughs> the kid's also probably eleven. They've so, been on multiple TV shows and in multiple movies. So you're just not right. They are funny. Right. They they're are way funnier, funnier than they're you. Funny. Yeah. 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 You can't say that there is a zero funny. None whatsoever. No, but I'm saying, does it like sort of a? You know, you're saying there's certain things you find funny. There's certain things you don't. And if you really love comedy, I feel like what you think is funny. You want other people to think is funny, exactly. And so exactly. you're just like it's the same way that you know, like with anything. If you love a sports team or a certain player, you want someone yeah. to understand why. If it's someone like, told me, I think that shit is funny, and you don't. I hate you. Right? right. Someone, <laughs> you're not smart. You just have to be dumb. If someone told me they didn't think Wanderlust was funny, I would probably insult them. Like the next word out of my mouth would be like, "You're an idiot. You're you're dumb. You're so you just, if you didn't think yeah. Wanderlust was funny, you are dumb. And that's just I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I, I, you're it's just, just like you lack. You obviously I, I don't know what. By it is the way, that you Keegan's, lack. Keegan's in Wanderlust. What? Me yes. and Jordan are both in Wanderlust. That's yeah. right. Even if he wasn't here, you'd be dumb if you thought that Wanderlust wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I just, uh, today, I, I finished um, 
I, I was interviewed uh, a year ago by a woman who works at a university in Pennsylvania, and she's writing, she wrote a, um, her dissertation. It's, like it's turning into a book. And the, the book is called A Conservative Walks Into a Bar. And, and the subtitle, which I can't remember, is something about literally why conservatives are, you, are not humorists. You never find conservative right a lot comedians. of liberals out there you you don't find them and 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 it's i think it's more and it's not republicans it's conservative people like you could be like a you could be like you know not a moderate democrat you yeah. could be if somebody but there are people whose brains are just apparently wired to see things black and white and you kind of have to be able to see things gray to get comedy. Yeah, sometimes you're not supposed to know everything. Like, I find people, people exactly. who know the people who always have an answer, it's not funny. Metaphor, Keegan, also, because <laughs> I know you and Jordan, that's your thing. It it's is. gray. It is. <laughs> the whole you world's know, gray. The whole world's great. I heard you use the word game earlier, and for some people that listen to the show, they don't, when you said, like, the game of a oh, scene, sure. a lot of people may not know, and the thing is, what I found so interesting is, you know, Joe and I made it through all of 201 at um, UCB. UCB, at UCB, right, okay, at UCB, yeah, yeah. so we're experts in improv, <laughs> we're fucking, we know everything about everything, but it seemed like the influence of improv, you can kind of, you can see it a bit, do you think that, that you guys really drew on that, I mean, between yeah. the monologues at the beginning to how Lil Wayne appears three times, and every time it's heightened. Yeah, yeah, there's a scene, there's a scene in last week's show where um, if you saw last week's show at all, they're called Dungeons and Dragons. A bunch, it's, it's we just, were just cracking up about that outside. Right. <laughs> and, and Dungeons and Dragons is a perfect scene that shows you that there are improv artists who wrote the scene. And, and, and that's because and a UCB guy wrote that scene. And what's interesting about that scene is I think a lot of people might have said, okay, here's my cousin uh, Terrell and he's visiting me right, right now and he's going to play with us. And the next thing I think a lot of people would go straight to the more urban African-American guy going, man, fuck this game. I ain't playing this game. Well, then the scene's done. <laughs> then there's no scene. Right. But he does not yes You're literally us. not playing the game yeah. Yeah. within the game. What can exactly. you do next? And then he literally, he literally goes, yeah, I'll, you know, let's play the game. You know, where the bitch is at? It is a door. I mean, that's like, <laughs> the funniest line in that scene. But that's the whole thing. It's like, you keep opening the doors. If you don't open doors, where's the scene supposed to go? And, and so I think that that is definitely our improv training. It's definitely an improv influence is, is, where can we keep going as opposed to people arguing? And sometimes you'll see that someone just behaves horribly. And when you're watching a scene, all you want to say is, why wouldn't that guy just leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> like, why wouldn't the straight man just leave the fucking room? <laughs> you know, you know? Like and when so, it's yeah. in a store or something, right? Right, someone exactly. just like, like it's a really evil customer service person. Uh, okay, like, I so don't want to burn I'll anymore. just go to a different store, I guess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, why? Yeah. Did it also influence the interstitials, the, the idea of you guys getting up on stage and sort of telling stories and talking about each other which i think is awesome that you know you talk about jordan never driving yeah, that's yeah. not relevant necessarily to any sketch that you're about to do but it's like hey get to know these guys and also it's a jumping off point you get who you're watching a little bit more yeah and that was a big big thing for comedy central they they they, they insisted they were like we're not insisting we're not, I mean, we're not insisting i tell everybody at comedy central <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, but they but they but they were they were saying we it's really important to us that they get to know who you are i imagine it may be possible that we may do a little less of that next season we might, you know, we'll see, because they get a sense of who we are, the, the prism with which we see the world through, and, and so my, my feeling is, I don't know that we necessarily have to repeat that, but we've gotten really good response about the live segments. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's great. And I mean, I don't know you guys as well, obviously, as Joe does. So I as, love it, uh, but I know yeah. that's heavily influenced by the fact that I know you. Like, sure. So I, I want you guys to tell everything about yourselves, because I think you're the most interesting guys in the world. But, yeah, so, but I do like it. 
Oh, that's good. It's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just it's they get it gets difficult to write eventually because you're just like, oh man, what other joke can we tell? You know. But I I think that um, the thing about you on the airplane laughing. Like, I just found so super hysterical, I think, partially because I know you already, and I know you do do that. Right, right. No, I do. I I can't not move. If we make Keegan laugh really hard, Scott, (laughs) he will will jump up out of his chair. Right through there. I wanted to ask (laughs) you. Right there, right into Drew's Right, now we have to try to do that, and if he doesn't, everyone knows we didn't quite get him. We didn't make him laugh. There's a character. I'm running around. <laughs> I'm running. There's a character he used to do called Javon Muscatel, which I quoted when I was saying he's coming on the show. It's Pandemonium 2012, and that's <laughs> that sort of reminds me. It's a guy who just runs around screaming, like just going bananas, and that is what Keegan's like when he's laughing really hard. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't. We get yelled at every day in our office because when we play ping pong, I, I scream, like I scream yeah, while playing you ping scream, pong. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's and, and Nigel Lithgow is next to us. Nigel Lithgow. Hey guys, can you keep it down? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to dance. Oh wait, while we're singing your praises, I wanted to tell you, Sean Astin, Rudy, was a guest in the show right before ours. Uh huh. Loves you. Thinks you're the funniest dude. He recognized you off the shirt. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's a huge fan of yours. Samwise Ganges? Samwise Ganges, Rudy, <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> this is our time down here. What, that's Lord of the Rings? Yeah, he's a oh. huge fan of yours. Oh, that's nice to hear. I like that guy. I've always liked that guy's work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific to hear, man. I don't know what else to say. That's okay. I don't know what to say about that. Well, we wanted to talk for the next 30 minutes or so about Sean Astin. So, fuck, what do we do now? (laughs) We're going to take another quick break. Let's take a nice 20-minute break. (laughs) I had a a question about the show. Um, Did you just raise your hand? Yes. She's a comedy expert. Huge superstar. Over here, please. You really got to watch this thing live, everybody. You really got to see what happens on camera. (laughs) Yours yours and Jordan's races play a big part in the show. Yeah. Uh, a huge part of most of the sketches. Um, what are you guys trying to say about race? Well, I, I really, to be honest with you, what we're trying to say more than anything else is how absurd a concept race is. That that's that's really above all else. So we don't have to. I know that you wouldn't answer yes to this either way, but just to start at the beginning, we don't have to feel guilty for laughing. Nope, you shouldn't, because what we're doing, what we're doing, uh, you're experiencing foibles. That every human being, every type of human being on this planet experiences. If the, there are men in Iceland who are afraid of their wives, and there are men in Uganda who are afraid of their wives. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter where you're from. It should be about that. Now, people are going to, because of the country, the particular country we live in, people are going to assign meaning to scenes that Jordan and I never meant to have be there. And so it's very important to us to try, to, for us, pr- the comedy's primary. And then all the racial stuff is kind of secondary because now what we'll do is we'll find ourselves saying, oh, that would be funny if you did that. But that joke will only work if you're black. You, you, you know what I mean? Right. Or, yeah. or, you know, but but for us, it's always about somebody who's harried, somebody who f- is uh, a fear of being found out, bravado, vanity. I mean, that that's that's what people write comedy about, because at the end of the day. Drama and comedy <coughs> is about people behaving badly. That's right. why they don't. That's why we don't write comedies about Mahatma Gandhi and Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> because there's not, you know what I mean. There's no foible there. There's there's nothing. To, so it's like sometimes when people are are critical, they're just like, man, these these two, these two black men are emasculating the black race and, and making all the black men look foolish. And I'm like, what would you have us do on the comedy show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not the Key and Peele the uplifting show. It's Key and Peele the comedy show. So, so for us, it's about Joey. It's about being abrupt. It, it's about saying not abrupt. About being absurd. About saying what, everybody should be able to laugh at these sketches. What would be more offensive to us is if they simply weren't funny. Of course. <laughs> That's what's yeah. offensive. You know what I mean? It's like, then why is this television program on TV? As opposed to, now, if you, if you get a little chunk out of something that you can think about, that's great. You know, but I, that, that's really kind of our treatise is that who, who cares? Um, I mean, I'd like to think that everybody all over the world has these situations or has, has come across these kind of situations that they find funny. So that, that would be the answer to the question, really. You guys must test so well with white people. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like ridiculous, right? Definitely, yeah. It's crazy with white people. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like the help in real life. <laughs> I'm not racist. We're not racist. Yeah. No, no, I'm no, it's, it's just, but, but, but that's the thing is that's what the show, I mean, it's about, it's, it's just always going to be about being funny first. Which, which sketch has gotten the best response? I can tell you that if I had to guess, I'm going to guess I said, bitch, is probably the sketch that has... <laughs> that is, it's, it's already a common phrase. It's, it's already, already a thing. It's already yeah. a thing. People uh, say it. People who don't know that I know you or anything are like saying that to me. I'm, that's other amazing. people with Comedy Central. Say it. <laughs> right, yeah, people yeah, who yeah. don't know Joe even. Yeah. <laughs> I said, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, that, it's, it's bitch and Obama. It's those two sketches, really. I mean, big... I mean, I mean that was... And that bitch idea was an idea that Jordan had. And what was so interesting is that he took just a life behavior and turned a life behavior into a catchphrase. As opposed to us trying to manufacture a catchphrase. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, so it came from... It came from something somebody said in life, as opposed, you know, that, that, to me, that's that's when a catchphrase really sticks. Yeah, it's like giving yourself a nickname. You can't do you can't, it. It's yeah, like you it just it has to exist <laughs> in some way in reality. Hey, Jack, just call me Jonesy. <laughs> Got it, Jonesy. I'm calling you Jonesy the rest of the you time. You like that, Jonesy? That's my new name. <laughs> Love because that. J comes before K in the alphabet. <laughs> that's not my reason. I'm Jonesy <laughs> show is on Saturday nights, by the way, ten thirty. Ten thirty. Ten thirty Saturday. You can catch Jonesy on the Blip Blap Network. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm on the frog jump. Was this the toad hop? So, yeah. I'm on the frog jump network. It's the bizarro toad hop. <laughs> Catch blip blap on the, on the frog hop. Uh, on the frog hop network. <laughs> tell me about uh, tell me about the helicopter sketch. I got sick. Yeah, yeah. I, I read <laughs> your tweet. Yeah, I um, I could not wait to go in a helicopter. Really? Couldn't wait, oh. Jordan. Terrified. He doesn't drive. Of course, he's not getting a helicopter. <laughs> it's just so, a car with a propeller on top. So, after all, it's not even a plane. That, that, that's actually subject to wind shear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so Jordan, they took Jordan up, and he was up there for like 15 minutes, and he didn't have to do anything. So like it's just he didn't have to do anything. He just kind of sat stock still. And then I got up there, and I had no idea that as the helicopter was moving like this, and I'm going like this, that there, that there was going to be it, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, and I just at one point in time. Uh, <laughs> I've never done this before in my life. I was just like, you gotta do that! I'm screaming and yelling. And I just go, oh, cut, cut, we gotta cut. <laughs> and the director's like, we're Jack, he's right here. And, and Pete's like, you're right? I'm like, no, I am not all right. I, uh, <laughs> and, and the pilot's next to me, like, smooth as glass. He's like, if you need to throw up, uh, there's some bags right here. <laughs> and he's talking, just uh, just talking like this. Like, like an airline pilot. We are... Uh, <laughs> Look out the left side of the copter. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. And I, 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 and so if you watch the dailies, I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, 
<laughs> you know, and so we, we were planning on doing like seven or eight takes, and we did four. I, it wasn't going to happen. But it was awesome. No, don't get me wrong. That sketch was, is so funny. It was awesome. I can't was so not laugh funny. during that. You know, that's the thing. I don't understand how you do this. I mean, it's one thing to like sneak attack people with a joke, and that's obviously part of comedy is to sure. sometimes do the unexpected. Right, right. But what I've found so far on the show is you can do both things right, which is you guys can sometimes sneak attack you with something you didn't expect, but even when you know what's coming, like in the Hell's Kitchen sketch, like you after a while you know what the beats of this scene are, right, but right, they're right. still fucking hilarious. And it's like, same thing, I know you're about to scream again, and I'm seriously, <laughs> I laughed until my throat was sore when I was watching. Watching the helicopter, so I was like, I know he's gonna scream again. I know he's gonna do it. But it was like, I was like, Get matter. You're gonna tickle me again. I was thinking, when is he gonna scream yeah, again? Yeah. <laughs> How do you? I mean, when you know, I mean, you just have to. Is it all about heightening? Is it all about just to, to do it the is. next joke? You just got to go a little bigger, just yeah. a little bigger. Yeah, it's so that you always have a place to go. And the thing is, you can. I mean, the thing that we've learned, I think that people have to learn, or that we have the luxury of doing in our show, is that if it's too long, you, you know, we just go make turn it into a blackout. Turn it into a blackout. Yeah. You know, blackouts, it's like a 30-second scene. So a 30-second to a minute-long scene. And that's one of the greatest compliments you can get as a sketch uh, artist is for someone to say, and your scenes never go on too long. I was going to say that earlier that's in the interview, the I swear, because it actually is that way. compliment you can get is if, if someone says that to you, that you're just like, oh, we're doing it. Because if you can find another place to cut it, just cut it, man. They get it. If it's not going to heighten, if you're just going laterally, stop. Just stop there. And go and go to the next scene. Yep. You'll find a scene that gets the heightening correct. It's the improv in it. thing. Coming they in, went yeah. to fucking space though in the first episode, so they were like, "We're gonna literally take it. <laughs> as we're far taking as it as possibly. We go. have literally heightened. You but can't, that's you can't go any higher. You know the line's coming. <laughs> yeah. And Jordan just delivers it yeah. so well. Like you, you're just, you the know slow it. motion. I knock. Said big. <laughs> yes, I get all big. It's that was so much fun. He looks psychotic. He does. He looks psychotic. I, he, he's got the head shake too when he's in the tree. <laughs> 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 Keegan, do you mind if we take a call? We got somebody here who wants take to. A call. We'll try to keep it clean here. Yeah, Truth, I believe it. Truth is a very good. Uh, he's a cool fan. He's not going to do anything weird. Truth, welcome to Huff and Staples. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Keegan? Hi, hey, love how your are work you? on uh, the Comedy Central show, but I have a question for you. Jeez, please. I mean, that channel is based on South Park and Chappelle show. The most famous skit ever is the racial draft. <laughs> if you had to pick one guy, first pick. Racial draft. Who would you pick? Oh, racial draft. Who would I pick? You know what? I thought. Hard mode. Wait. Hard mode. Hard mode. No Tiger Woods. No Kobe Bryant. No Mila Kunis. <laughs> hard mode. Hard mode. Hard mode. <laughs> so I can't take and I can't pick somebody. Uh, truth that they picked before. Like when they remember when the Wu Tang Clan went to the Chinese people. I do remember that. <laughs> that was what. That was my favorite moment in the sketch. But who would I pick? Who would I pick? No, no. Who would you pick today? Today, who would I pick? Oh my! So you gosh. just what pick one member, or like a minority, to come with you? Somewhere? Now you're asking me. Now who am I going to join, or who, who do I want to come with me? Either one. Either one. Because hard mode is really confusing. Yeah, hard, hard mode, mode got hard easier mode, just now. Mode, either yeah. whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> let's do just hard name mode. A guy. Do, let's do hard mode, but with winter rules. With winter rules. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> who would I pick today? Uh, who would I pick today? I would pick Jeremy Lin. Dude. Oh, that's Jeremy oh my god! Oh my god! That's creepy. I was about to say Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Lin. That's no, it. No, no. I'm so. I, I wish that I could have said it exactly the same time you said it, <laughs> so you didn't think I was faking True, it. Thanks right for now. the call, buddy. That's, that's exa- I was going to say Jeremy Lin. That is what I was going to say because it's just that's the well. There is that absurdity of race thing. You, you, you know what I mean? It's like well, people get weird about ownership. It's like no, but we own this and we own that. Why can't humans just own it? 
you know, I know I'm getting real John Lennon about no, it. No, this but is that's we, how we, are. we wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah. It's something that you know I struggle with as a comedian. Like, what's an okay joke for me to make? And I would never make a hateful joke, but sometimes I'm tempted to make jokes that use language that I'm told isn't okay for a white person to use. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying about you know the worst of words, but I I don't know. Is it okay to ironically um, like your Jeremy Lin joke? Yeah, I had a Jeremy Lin joke about how, like, you know, ESPN had said, like, chink in right. the armor. Yeah, the ch- and, yeah. Oh, and boy. I was like, well, it's better than their first headline, which was uh, bad driving, slanty-eyed dog, dog eater, eater yeah, yeah, in, yeah. The in the armor. No, well, no, that that's, but that's an irony joke. Right, right. right. The difference is you don't work for ESPN and you weren't being dead serious. Right. right. Exactly. I would say. <laughs> right. Thank you, Scott. But I the, mean, floor yeah. is, the floor is yours. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, see, that that's an okay joke because you were also calling out something socially. Right. You know, it's not just, it's not, it, it, that joke is actually a useful joke it's not in poor taste okay that's a useful joke so that's what i would like to think but i also don't i realize that i don't have you know everyone's perspective in the world i well, have only but, have but, my but, own but that's the thing and, and you know me joe i i i like people and i have a fa- i have a flaw and my flaw is i want everyone to like me and i have learned over the last month very quickly and that ain't gonna happen yeah. It's just not going to happen. It no still matter hurts, how right? Hard, oh, yeah. No matter how hard you work on your comedy, it, it's just everyone's got a different perspective, and it's going to be what it is. It, you know? So you just keep catering to those who uh, appreciate, who what appreciate you're doing, it. Right? And you know, so for me and Jordan, like a big thing, not like we've worked on an initiative, it's not like we have time recently, but um, <laughs> but we would love J- Jordan said something recent, uh, recently that was really fascinating. He's a, such a smart smart uh, uh, man and a great obser- the observation a thinker. That he he's, he's a, a thinker. real thinker he's a thoughtful thought provoking guy and we were talking about you know we because of AKA who we were he raised smokes by, weed he, yeah. he did admit to smoking weed on episode oh, 2 oh I my think. god he, he said to his mom he said mom I just wanted you to know there's going to be like a lot, a lot of weed stuff on the show <laughs> and his mother says it, she goes she goes huh well shiver me timbers <laughs> 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 Big Story <laughs> But he said that uh, he said that um, you know you don't see African Americans in sketch. That's why in Living Color was so important to us because all of a sudden, oh my gosh, these are accomplished African American sketch performers. And who are you to look up to? We had no one to look up to but those people. And because most African Americans, when they go into comedy, they go into stand up. Because that's where you see your heroes were. The, one of the greatest comic geniuses in the history of this planet. Uh, I mean, for me, literally, it's Richard Pryor and then Aristophanes. I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> and I, then I, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Richard Pryor, who, who, who's your hero supposed to be? It's going to be Eddie Murphy. It's going to be Richard Pryor. It's going to be the um, kind of the, uh, the 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 racial comics. You of the guys 60s, had Dick plenty. Gregory. You had Garrett Morris. I mean, come on. What else did right. you need? But but with that, but no sketch performers. And so the thing is, and Jordan said, you know what? Most people who have an inkling for sketch or have a talent for sketch, they all went into freestyle rap. That's what they went into. And I'm like, oh, God, that makes perfect sense. So something we'd like to see is more youth, more African-American youth getting their point across in this world uh, using sketch, you know, using sketch, using improv. And, and I think that would be a really like self-expression thing. the way people yeah, express like... yourselves that way through through sketch comedy, you know, because you just don't see that a lot in the African-American community. And something have you guys seen our, our Van Davion and Mike? Sketches. I've seen it. Yeah, this is. Oh, Scott, these are the these are like the viral marketing that you guys have been doing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and and and, and <laughs> so funny to, to me. That's again. It's like we're trying to make. Here's what it is. We're trying to make a cultural point that there are many subcultures within the culture known as black culture. Black culture is not a monolith. 
You can't ever say that. That's a really that's an excellent point. You know, so Van Davion and Mike are are there to make a point about that certain people like only that kind of comedy. Now, are we condemning those people? Well, maybe a little. Bit. Like, you know, <laughs> We're not condemning them. We're just poking but, but, at them and just saying. But then it's. I mean, the funny thing is, you when you watch those. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch those videos, literally people come on and go, I hate these guys. These guys are awful. <laughs> <laughs> you dumbass. It's Key and Peele. You know, it's them. No, I, whoa, I had to whoa, ask huge you. tweet. We were just, this is a glitch in the Matrix. We do a bit on this show. This is huge. This is seriously huge. I'm sorry. I would never interrupt. But Please, go ahead. We do a, a, a segment on the show. I'm so excited. Jesus. Uh, called Glitches in the Matrix, where we point out sort of. It's what? How do you say it? Beyond not beyond, the supernatural, beyond coincidence, but before supernatural, just uh-huh, uh-huh. things right you in can't, the middle. You, this, you're a guy that <laughs> would, you're a guy that would freak out probably. Run around your house. It's like someone mentions like an episode of the Cosby Show you haven't seen in like 20 years. You go home and it's on TV right, right then. Right, right, right. That's a glitch in the matrix. All right. Well, gotcha. how about how about this? Were we just talking about in living color? Yeah. Were we just talking about empowerment of black youth through sketch comedy and uh, whatever? Uh, <laughs> David Allen Greer. Just tweeted, I want to do key and peel bitches now. Five minutes ago. You're gonna have you guys got dead. And this was just this was just tweeted wow. through, thanks to Herbert Hodgson on Twitter who alerted us this. That's a glitch in the matrix. That, that has glitch. to be a glitch. I want to do key and peel bitches now. Those, those pimples. <laughs> I see them. Those, she sees them. Right. You yeah. can verify that. Oh, verified. I, I'm telling you, Dag. My hero. That peanut character he plays my is so funny. That dude is my jam with a B on the end. Well, at David <laughs> a, at David Allen Greer right now, I want to do key and peel bitches now. Capital now exclamation point. Yeah. And this is a verified Twitter account. Yeah, we both we both really really. He's one of those people. But also, I admire him because he's a Yaley. I mean, he's a classically trained right. actor. And for him to and and that's why I oh that that boy that just made my night. He did something on Mad when I was there. I can't remember what though. And then you know Jordan had a regular role on, on Jack's show News, on right? Chocolate News, yeah. which I also thought was hysterical, broad but hysterical. And 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 that there's there you go. They were talking about a sketch, but boy, that is a glitch in the. So that random you know, a hole who's like, don't think it's funny. By the way, David Allen Greer. He may know a thing or two about comedy. Mike, don't worry about might. the other guys on the we internet. Are, uh, Dag, we, we're like behind on the break. We're behind on the break. Have to let Keegan go, but I, there's what there's one question it? I want to ask you. It's like uh, almost ten. Uh, um, get home to the wife. I wanted one Can't last be just question. doing every podcast. You guys have been getting <laughs> praise from really high places. It's not just you know little podcasts that love you. Who is the big? You were on Conan. Yeah. Who is the biggest celebrity? Or made you feel the best? That was like I think you tweeted something. That you, someone made you pee. Yeah, someone made me poop. Made you poop. <laughs> our friend, our friend Wendy Boscone used to do hair. Yeah, Mad TV. She Facebooks me a message. She says, "Right now, just ten minutes ago, right near in the trailer, because she does Hugh Laurie's hair." She goes, "Hugh Laurie just said Key and Peele funniest thing on television." Hugh fucking Laurie. House MD. Wow. Hugh Laurie. That tops. My previous great experience in my career, which was that I got to do a pilot. I got to be at a table read and do a pilot with Jonathan Winters. And I know that oh, lots cool. of kids, like lots of kids on Twitter right now, they don't know who I'm talking Did about. Did you have his album and stuff? Well, kids on Twitter don't know who Paul McCartney is. They probably don't know who Jonathan Winters is. just a guess. That was my shabloimps right there. That was, the, <laughs> that was like my one. And then the Hugh Laurie thing, redonk. 
And so, um, and, and what am I? Shabloimps? Radon? What am I? Um, but but the, the, that would be the, the, the. Thank you, sweetie. You are yeah. blimblamp. You do have yeah. a show yeah. on Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. It's, it's a frog, frog jump. jump. <laughs> <laughs> so that that it's been it's been oh oh and then uh, uh, the other one that was really a blast was. Um, Nathan Fillion. Oh wow, cool. Said that 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 Jordan's uh, Obama was the best he'd ever heard, and then we got a tweet. We somebody retweeted to us from Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay wrote a tweet that said, "Unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> and it said, "Unbelievable, comma." He goes, um, uh, uh, "This show, something like this show is terrible." Ellipsis <laughs> at not being funny, <laughs> <laughs> which is really awesome. So no, it's been great. It's re it's really been great, and and um and and, and I just ha and I, I must say this, Comedy Central's been lovely. They've really been absolutely lovely. They get it. They, I, I really seriously believe they get it. You're you're already signed on for season two, Keegan. I mean, you yeah. can. Oh, dude, we're not done. <laughs> we're not done doing post-production for season one and we're writing season two it's been uh, it's been amazing which makes it doubly amazing that you came in and gave us the time tonight man yeah. it's very very yeah. cool can we ask you one more fan question sure. before we let you go yeah uh freddie cruz just wants to know how many times have people recognized you off the new show already and screamed i said bitch at you it's funny <laughs> like t only twice what That's we, pretty good. You've been on for good. four weeks, right? <laughs> uh, only twice. You just... Usually, what we get. What, usually, what we get. No, no, that's not right. No, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. I, I've. No, I don't think anybody has said that to me. What we get is the person will walk down the street and point, and they just go, <laughs> "Can you peel? <laughs> <laughs> Can you peel?" And so it's just we're just we're interchangeable. You know what I mean? It's like we're ju we're just you're, Can you peel? you're a unit. Yeah, you're a unit. It's been great. It's been it's been a, an absolute blessing. It really has. Well, best of luck. So we can talk to you for the whole. We could do a four hour show. I mean, oh, we sure. left we left so many things, including a game. Is it racist on the table <laughs> right, 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 that we right. wanted to play with you? Uh, but uh, Comedy Central Tuesday nights at ten thirty p.m. You can find Key and Peel. It is definitely the funniest show on television. Certainly the funniest new show on TV right now. Go check it out. Comedy Central Tuesday. Thank 10 you guys. PM. And go see Wanderlust. Yeah, definitely oh, see Wanderlust yeah, too. Please, yeah, you guys. No, it, this this has been a blast. I, I knew this was going to be as fun as it was. That's why I said yes because I knew it was going to be terrific. Even without punt pass and tits. Without punt. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was, that was something else. Um, <laughs> next time. But, next Okay. We get you in a lot okay. less trouble on this yeah. show. <laughs> Keegan, Keegan, what what radio show did you do this morning? Was it a radio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a little discussion with no, my was, wife about um, that. Was a magazine? <laughs> Some probably never heard of it. Same as a little magazine. Articles, 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 <laughs> articles, articles. <laughs> Thanks, Keegan. Thanks, you guys. All right. 888-520-4374 if you want to give us a call. We'll be back with more Huff and Stapes. Stapes and I did stand-up for the first time ever. We're going to lay it bare for you on the show coming up. This is the Huff and Stapes Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network and Extreme Talk XM 165. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
Radio show on the Toad Hop Network. You can find us every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific Time, or find us on Extreme Talk XM 165 on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's drive time out here in Los Angeles. A one-hour show if you're listening to us on Extreme Talk XM 165. Full shows available at ToadHopNetwork.com, and of course on the iTunes Music Store as a podcast. I mean, has there ever been a person on this show? I mean, not that we didn't kiss his ass enough, but has there ever been a person on the show that you wanted to keep on longer and potentially have, like, two more hours to do a show with? potentially have him come home with me and just hang out? (laughs) Yeah. Just live with you? Whatever. Yeah, him. He's so nice. Yeah, he really is that nice, too. That's the, the... Like, some people are really good at being on the air... He's probably less nice on the air than he is in real life. Like he'll do, <laughs> wait, he'll do crazy things for people. Like he came in and did this. Pretty crazy. <laughs> people are going nuts on Twitter. I'm going to read some tweets. We rarely do this, but people are so happy about Keegan being on the show. I'm going to read some. At, uh, at Huff Stapes on Twitter, if you want to find us, at Huff Stapes. Uh, I wasn't going to check out your show till I seen on at Huff Stapes. Now I will check it out to Keegan M. Key. So we did a little something for him, maybe one fan. Then, OMG, <laughs> the at Huff Stapes interview with at Keegan M. Key was so effing good. Can't wait for it to be available to listen to online. So, so funny. Inspired. And wow. then uh, Callum says, you guys take the show to a whole nava level oh, yes. <laughs> when in the presence of someone as funny as Keegan M. Key and Joe. You'll have to explain the reference because you know better than I That was a I character do. Keegan used to play uh, named Eugene who was like always just delivering something wherever celebrities were. And then he walked by and go, oh, shit. Uh, no, he would do, I'm sorry, this is like, he'd walk by and then he'd come back and do a double thing and go, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. And then it's like The Rock and he goes in and he's like, yo, man. You that wrestler, right? And he would always get them wrong, though. <laughs> Whoever they were, he would. 
And then he would say, like, what they do takes things to a whole nother level. Le- a whole nother level. Whole nother level. Sir Frizzy says, Key is the motherfucking shit. That guy can call me bitch any day. <laughs> <laughs> so really awesome to have him. You know, I, we, we didn't even get to ask about things like... He wanted me to plug one okay, thing. Okay, go ahead. Do it. Uh, he does a show on uh, every third Friday in Los Angeles called The Real 313. Uh, and I think it's just some of his friends from Michigan. Uh, hence the 313 area code. Anyway, if you guys want to check that out, it's the real 313 improv on Facebook. Because I think they may eventually do a tour or something, too. So even if you're not in Los Angeles, you might want to check them out. I mean, so funny. And just like, it's just crazy how how much success they've. I mean, you have your own show. That's the one thing we didn't get to ask was, and I really want to know, was the, the difference thing. between being like a, a cast member on a show like Mad TV, which is a very successful and long running show, but you're a player. You're a player in that show, and you get sketches that are determined by many different factors, yep. as you can obviously attest to. And and then they just, you know, this is them in every single sketch now, and there's writing not, them all. There's and not whatever, even really you know. a cast. No, it's crazy. So congrats to them again. Comedy Central Tuesday nights at 10:30 p.m. You can find them. Um, some milestones in Huff and Stapes. I don't know. I, I want to get something out of the way. I think we should get my stand up out of the way because <laughs> I, I want to get my other way first. I want to No, I. I we no, want to do news to before first. we get into it, right? Are we going to do news first, and then we'll get into both of our stand-up? We'll, like, break it down. Yeah. But I want to play the full a one teaser of mine. Clip. Yeah, a teaser clip. Because, <laughs> look, I, I'm i excited. It was bucket list stuff for me to get up on stage and actually perform for an audience. And I think, you know, I got up there and I owned the moment as best I could. Uh, I don't you think you're, expe- you're not expected to be great. I thought first for time the out. first time it was fine. Yeah, it was all right. Um, so, I mean, I, look, I don't think I, I quite have the comedic talent that you do. I'm not quite up to the same just chops. Just play listen, Come on. I don't want to just play. It's just, it was a little bit nightmarish for me the first time out after it was all said and done, but I'm glad I went up and did it. I'm glad that, uh, you know, you I'm guys glad that I did it. it. Look, look, it's fine. I don't I know. Apo- I'm not apologizing for it. I'm just saying it was, I did a good job. I hope everyone's proud, but it, you know, may not have been exactly what I wanted it to be. This is a big thing um, just to get up there anyway. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, be stoked that you did it and you didn't pee your pants. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll play. No, that's how it ends, by the way. I pee my pants. That's what all this apologizing is for. No, Joe, you would say I did a fair job, right? All things considered, yes, Scott. I did a fair job. Yeah. So we hit up an open mic in Los Angeles. It might have been slightly more of a nightmare for me. This is a segment we call Open Mic Nightmares featuring my first time on stage, Scott Huff. Have a listen. Our uh, next guest is a uh, very funny young man uh, who is making his debut with us tonight. Hello. Thank you for having me. Are we in the friend zone? Kind of hoping that we weren't in the friend zone. Is there any worse place to be than the friend zone? I recently went to Subway, and uh, on the, the napkin here, they have uh, the calories, the, the reading for the calories. For instance, uh, Veggie Delight has 230 calories. Okay. And now if we go down a little bit further, it says Black Forest Ham, 290 calories. Then, and then the turkey breast underneath that is 280 calories. Okay, let's remember the numbers, 290, 280. If we scroll down a little further, this is where I find the discrepancy, and I'm actually writing letters to someone. Turkey breast and black forest ham 
equal 280 calories. How could it be? I, I, don't, I don't get it. The black forest ham, which was 290, and then the turkey breast, 280, and you put them together and you get less. Than it doesn't add up, Scott. It doesn't add it was up. Pretty, I thought it was all right for my first time out. It was very observant. Like, that's kind of like observational humor. Yeah. humor. Like, how, how does that get by? I can't even... That wasn't fucking me. <laughs> Obviously, that was not me. What? That was not <laughs> me. Uh, that's a new segment we have called Open Mic Nightmares. We're going to do it as often as we can on the show. <laughs> that was not me. Let's uh, let's get into the news. we got Jackie Bray here to read the news. Let's do it, Jackie. It's Tuesday, Newsday, the only day that matters for news. And now, up in Stapes, news with Jackie Bray. He was holding Jackie a napkin. Bray. He goes, scroll down. Yeah. As we scroll, <laughs> scroll down, down. That was at Marty's on Sunset in L.A. That was the guy's routine. He's like, right? Right? But then we look back down here. And the black forest. <laughs> People are gonna be like, your shit was worse when we play ours. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why did that sound like Jesse? Bring back the subway guy. <laughs> that was Jesse's first stand upset. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Okay. Jackie Bray. <laughs> you ready? With the news. Jackie okay. Bray. Oh, there we go. I was waiting for that. Wealthy. By motor- the way, that was not Jordan. It was not Jordan. It was not that time. Wealthy, motivated by it's greed. It's a quorum. We all said it. You said that's not Jordan. I just repeated you because I had nothing else to say. Jackie, as a segue, also said it's not Jordan. <laughs> hey, Nick, you want to you jump on Mike? Can you, you, tell, us, us, can you yeah. tell us what you think? Nick, was that Jordan? Let us know. Was that Jordan? Oh, we, okay. Hold on. That was Jordan. <laughs> oh, it was Jordan. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Jackie, break. Oh, God. Okay, well, wealthy, motivated by greed, are more likely to cheat study fines. The rich really are different from the rest of us, scientists have found. They are more apt to commit unethical acts because they are more motivated by greed. People drive- rich people. Rich people. Yep. Okay, now, aside from the fact that the story clearly checks out, I mean, it's not like you're... <laughs> some people are born... Are they saying born rich? Because I'm confused. It's like if you become no. rich and you weren't... No. Well, okay, please. No, yeah, okay. So it's just if you... Like, because they're okay. If you just have money, if you're rich, you're, right. if your social class is high. Because they're yep. saying that... Um, if you um, if you're not if you're poor or whatever, and then you win the lottery and you join the top one percent, you are more prone to slip and be and more become these things. Because okay, wow, cheating is a crime of opportunity, right? Crime of options. And when you are beyond filthy rich, we met a dude one time. Maybe he was full of shit. Maybe he wasn't. In a bar one night, claimed to be a billionaire. And said that he was having a house built, and he was having a secret room built in the house for him to fuck prostitutes while his wife was home. Really? Now that was if, a thing. I was not there for that night. If you, he sounds like a winner. were capable of doing this, wouldn't you do it? Like if you could have sex with whoever you wanted and not get caught and do it in your house, and you're beyond reproach because you are a billionaire. I, I am confused by people who aspire to like great wealth like that, like great wealth like that, and they're married. It's like we do what we do out of love. Maybe we hope that there's gonna be money down the line, but it's not like our main motivation is money, or we wouldn't have been doing this show for the last four or five years or whatever the hell it's been. It's like if you're Guy Laliberte. The billionaire who plays a lot of poker, who also, by the way, Cirque du Soleil is his creation. Of course, they, there was that book that came out about wild sex parties with him. Yeah, yeah. That's why you become a billionaire to have wild sex parties. Because, <laughs> by the way, if you got twenty five dollars in your pocket, no one wants to have a wild sex party with you. That's right. There's no fucking interest. You can't invite people who are interesting. You can't get cool entertainment, good booze, top shelf food and alcohol. Like no one, no. Even if you're worth like a hundred thousand, you get a hundred thousand stashed away in the bank. You could throw like a fifty thousand dollar party. 
You still can't get the you're orgy not, together. You're not getting that orgy. You're not getting likely. the orgy. I mean, if you put no a lot of time way. in, like he can snap his fingers and get the orgy. Yeah. Like you will have to like plan an orgy uh, a long time in an advance. Orgy. Feel people out, join some websites. No, I can suggest it for you. <laughs> it's desperate. You're like, but, I got 50 grand in my pocket. I'm going to spend it all on trying to throw this big orgy. People are like, this guy's going to be a loser as soon as the orgy's over. We all feel right, cheap. That's true, too. <laughs> he, can't even, he can't even order up more booze when the orgy's starting to wane. More if drugs, you know when you're you leaving do. and go, we should do this again, then it's probably never going to happen again. <laughs> that's uh, what you aspire to. But if also, you're a th- think about it like if you're a, a poor person, as I like to say, poor. Poor, poor. If you're yeah. a poor person, poor. you know, just think about where <laughs> you're you going to cheat. Like if you're poor, you have to cheat in your own home. Like you can't get a hotel room. You can't well, send a car poor, for a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's harder to cheat when you're poor. Yeah. You don't have someone to watch your kids. Mm. You say wash or watch? You can't send your wife out, either one. You can't <laughs> send your wife out shopping. It, did it also say in the article, Jackie, that they're more likely to take candy from children? Yes. Yes. And, and I thought that they meant... <laughs> you are correct, yes. sir. Um, I thought that they were talking about, like, oh, hey, there's a child, you know, with, like, a lollipop, and they're just like, <laughs> I'm rich. I'm going to take that. <laughs> but no, it's... Oh, it's um, not the literal definition of taking candy from a baby? No, it's like there was, like, two jars, and they're just like, oh, you can have, like, a piece of candy from this jar, but this jar is for children. Like, that we're going to be... This is, like, a jar we're going to give to kids later. And the rich were like, oh, fuck that. And they just took it out of the kid's jar. That's huh. what they meant by taking candy from kids. And they're more likely to um, cut you off on the road because they're in expensive cars. This no, is this kind is, of a two-jack society. It really is. is. It's like rich people are fucking assholes. Like, that's a huge shocker. Shiver me, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shiver me, Timbers is huge on Gleep Lop. <laughs> the Gleep Lop. The Frog Whatever Network. It said that they're, uh, they're worse at waiting their turn at four-way stops, Scott, which your wife... Great Apparently, bit. they could have just paid her yep. to do this study. Scott's wife had this bit from years Great ago bit. where she goes, I know who has the right of way to four-way stop, whoever has the most expensive car. <laughs> and she's right. In Beverly Hills, specifically. Yeah. She was like, in Beverly Hills, you'll know who has the most expensive car always just goes through. It's like, I don't have time wow. for you, Honda yeah. Civic. <laughs> I have yep. to go get somewhere to pay for this Mercedes. Well... It's nauseating, though. Which, by the way, when Scott and his wife are at a four-way stop at the same time, Scott's wife always gets to go first. She just, she drives the Mercedes. Oh, it's, come on. It's a C-class. You know what C-class stands for? <laughs> you know what C-class stands for? It's economy a- class. Economy? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. That's what they say. Apostrophe. Economy. Huh. All right. Well, so anyway, 2Jack Society. Okay. <laughs> They're saying that uh, people with higher socioeconomic status are more likely to cheat to win a prize, take candy from jars that are meant for children, and they would pocket extra change, hand it to them in error rather, rather than give it back. Well, that's just stupid. That last part is just so dumb. Who would give the money back? <laughs> that's not where I was going I with give, it. I, oh, I was like, I'm back. not rich, but I, I would totally I've ever kept it. extra money. As my daddy used to say, if you're going to steal, steal big. Like, you don't <laughs> steal the fucking extra change they give you it's back. You go, oh, sorry. It's when it's their mistake. Oh, I hate that theory. That's such a fucking <laughs> bad theory. Of course it's stealing. Whatever. Not it's really. stealing. Of course it's stealing. No, it's not. Whatever. Yes, we, it is. we had a friend who took the money out of a wallet he found, and I was <gasps> beside oh, myself. I, yeah. was bes- I couldn't have fun the whole night. I was, And everything I said was like some passive-aggressive statement. He's like, can no I buy way. you a drink? I'm like, no fucking way am I taking a drink from you. It's wow. so simple. It's like, if that was your wallet, 
You know, I mean, I know it's like easy to say that you should live your life you know, that way, like, but it's he, so easy with a wallet. It's like if that were your like every time you've forgotten your wallet, you're just going, "Fuck! I hope the cash is still in there when they return it." Do you I remember how he justified it, it? No. Anyone who's carrying around that much money doesn't need it. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! I once found an envelope full of money at a school. It was a teacher. Oh, this is a Saved no, by no, the no, Bell episode. A, no. <laughs> Did you buy you two concert tickets with it? Scalped them? No, it was it was it was one of the teachers' like paychecks. She got paid in cash. And I gave it to the office. I didn't keep it. Wow, you get a like medal for not being horrible. For not being a dishonest what? whore. What? I should. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end, you're I on a reality used... TV show, and they had you chased by mobsters. <laughs> Just to go back to the Saved by the Bell. Okay. What else me, we got? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the rest of the story, you want to go to the next story? No, let's just go to the next story. Okay. Rich people are assholes. Got really, it. We really yeah, beat Can we go around the horn with that one? Rich people are assholes. Rich people are assholes. <laughs> Rich people are assholes. Can we get one? Yeah, they're, they're douchey. Nick. <laughs> assholes. There we go. You're crazy okay. this time. Okay, we got a quorum. I like that you said that. Um, okay, website matches customers with a hitman. Finally. So basically... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> there was this website called um, hireahitman.net. Hitmanforhire.net. Oh, hitmanforhire.net. Oh, same thing. Um, and it was a poker dealer... That was um, wow. Story checks out. Yeah, yeah. He, he just worked made... at Bellagio. Oh well, there Did you go. He really? Yeah. Um, he basically just made this website, and he learned how to be a hitman uh, through Google. And people were actually writing in like, "I I need this person taken out." A fifth grader wrote in saying she didn't like a girl in her class, and she wanted her killed. <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> I thought he would do it. Um, but actually, someone put down thirty thirty seven thousand dollars to kill a woman. Yeah. Wow. It was the ex-girlfriend That's of unbelievable. the guy she was dating. He just had a website. This hitman. Hit, had a, hire a hitman. What I, yeah. what I wonder, no, no, that's what I wonder. It's hitmanforhire.net. Like, why do you think he couldn't get the .com? <laughs> that's when you should know he was, was he not trying a to save money? Was he like, it's only six ninety nine for the .net? <laughs> no, if you go on GoDaddy, man, they auction those things off if they have rich keywords like hitman for hire. That thing was probably, <laughs> probably like a $17,000 website. I think the .com is, or, is just a porn redirect. <laughs> Probably. Oh, gross. Like the whitehouse.com. You should have oh. gotten like, there's so many weird ones now, like so many weird things you can get on the end. Like, I mean, you can do like dot .tv, dot, dot .mobile. That's probably dot the mobile? best way. Yeah, dot .mobile. I've never seen dot .mobile. Uh, so wait, it was hitmanforhire.com. I think the scheme, though, if dot I read net? the article correctly, dot whatever, net. Dot .net, the scheme was that he would take the money and then he would go and tell the person, I'm going to whack you if you don't give me the rest of what I'm owed. Uh, if you do give me the rest, right, which, I'll leave you alone. That's got to break some kind of hitman code, right? Like you, it just yeah. breaks every law in the world to start with, <laughs> <laughs> and then definitely the Scott, hitman code. I'm only worried about hitman. That we code. all know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back to the hitman code again. Yeah, it's a good point, Scott. Yeah. It does break laws. It's so many laws that well. breaks. Yeah, <laughs> but also the hitman code. It's so stupid though. It's like he he probably if a person comes to me and he's like, I'm a hitman. And if you don't pay me the rest of the money, I'm going to kill you. I don't think I believe them. Because I'm like, that just seems like such a down-the-line scheme. But that's what the girl did. She just went immediately to the FBI. And yeah. they caught him. <laughs> yeah. Because he fled to Ireland, where they're real happy to send American prisoners home. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess he really needed that other $17,000. Um, website <laughs> matches customers with Hitman. Now, every once in a while, there comes along a news story that is replete with comedic chestnuts. And when such a story comes along, it is Scott and mine's jobs to pick it completely bare of these chestnuts. And in doing so, we must have our news story round Robin joke off. Website matches customers with Hitman. With his website shut down, people will now be forced to have to resort to going all the way back to Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where again, you can only find sex, murder, and concert tickets. I stand by that. There's nothing <laughs> else. You can't find anything else on Craigslist. Website matches customers with Hitman. The Hitman failed to identify his first target since she was so much fatter in person. <laughs> Website matches customers with Hitman. FAQ, but what if the drop-down menu doesn't have my preferred method of death? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have mine. Did not have mine. Piano wire not listed yet. <laughs> They're adding piano wire in 2013. <laughs> Website matches customer with Hitman. They met on the popular social game, Killing for Money with Friends. <laughs> uh, what was the setup? Website matches customers with Hitman. For an extra 10%, he'll give them a speech of your choosing, 140 character limit. <laughs> <laughs> Website matches customers with Hitman. If you like his page on Facebook, you get a free upgrade to making it look like an accident. <laughs> <laughs> love it. You wrote so many for this one. Do you have any more you want to do real quick? Um, I, I wrote one I didn't love called That Awkward Moment When You Realize You're Typing a Death Confirmation Into the Wrong I Am Window. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a whole subject on that, by the way. Let's tease that for maybe next week. Or you're going to be gone next week, huh? Are you gone no, next week I'm or two weeks? I'm here next week. Next week, I want... I think. Wait, I'm gone on the 7th. That's next week. It's the, No, I leave the day after this show. Okay, perfect. So you are here next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> wait, but you're gone next week. No, but you're here next week. Oh, wait, are you... I'm are you really... I'm, on, I'm going to be in Gleep Glop. Joe's going to be on Thursday nights next week. Are you going to the wormhole next week? I am. I'm heading to the wormhole. So, you know, I'll be back instantaneously for me. It'll be a week for you yeah. guys. <laughs> I okay. want to do I want to do wrong I am window wrong email or wrong text message stories sure. because my wife did such a good one the other day it was amazing I'm not gonna tell it right now because it's too long of a story but it was so fucking good she was like O M G when she typed in my window like she meant to be <laughs> typing to someone else and totally blew this person's cover so I want to do if you've was sent, it about blowing basically <laughs> no it was not uh, if you guys want to send you know if you guys want to send yours in. Us at HuffingStapes.com. I want to hear stories about Texas. She blew the person's cover, or she threw someone under the bus to save her own ass? No, no, no. She blew the person's cover. <laughs> okay. Sure. No question about it. Uh, us at HuffingStapes.com. If you've ever sent a text message or an IM or an email to the wrong person, just straight up like wrong and also like really not good that it went to that person. There was a great one where I, uh, I, I am, Stapes, or not Stapes, Siebes, obviously, was pissing me off during the World Series of Poker a couple of years ago when we were still working for him. And I was there for Big Poker Sundays. I had driven all the way to Vegas at like 5 in the morning to do a show. And he was like just being a tyrant. <laughs> and I, I'm online thinking that I'm typing to you. Half, half, come on. Come on, buddy. I think I'm typing to you, and I wrote in the IM window, Siebes is being such a fucking prick this morning. Oh, what no. is his problem? Oh, and then I look, no. and it's like, to Joe Seabock. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Brutal, dude. So let's do those next oh, week. Oh, that's Us sick feeling. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's a, it's a laxative. <laughs> if you ever need, if you're ever sort of bound up, yep. just send someone the wrong text. Either look at your own doorknob, nothing like a brassy to get it going, or send a wrong I am. <laughs> or, you know, it's a good Jackie one, Jackie knows. Jackie's like, ooh, I take such dumps when I see my brassy when I get home. <laughs> You do. You you're so you're like, yep, it could be a week of not taking a dump. I just like that you're calling it a brassy. Yeah, I don't even think they call them that, but I just <laughs> I like that brassy. too. Yeah. It's like brassy is classy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jackie sees her door knocker and it makes her take a dump. Her brassy door knocker. All right, what else we got in the news? <laughs> oh, we gotta take a break at yeah. twenty five. Oh Jesus after. H Christ, okay. Yeah. Us at dot com is the email address at Huffstapes. Uh, is our Twitter account. 888-520-4374 if you want to give us a call. This is the Huff and Stapes Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network and Extreme Talk XM 165. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
I'm the fucking man, y'all don't get it, do ya? Type of money, everybody acting like they know ya. Go uptown, New York City, bitch. Some Spanish girls love me like I'm out with Twitter. Tell Uncle Luke, I'm out in Miami too. Clubbing hard, fucking women, ain't much to do. Wrist playing, got a condo up on Biscayne. Still getting brain from a thing, ain't shit changed. How you feel, how you feel, how you feel? 25 sitting on 25 mil, huh? I'm in the building and I'm feeling myself. Rest in peace, Mac Dre. I'ma do it for the pay, okay? Getting paid, we'll holler whenever that stop. My team good, we don't really need a mascot. Tell tune, light one, pass it like a relay. YMCMB, you niggas more YMCA. Me, Franny, and Molly Mall at the cribbo. Shackles out the Nico J and Chubb, shot the gibbo. We got Santa Margarita by the leader. She know even if I'm fucking with her, I don't really need her. Oh, that's how you feel, man. It's really how you feel. Cause the pimpin' nice cold. All these bitches wanna chill. I mean, maybe she won't. Then again, maybe she She will, I can almost guarantee she know the deal, real nigga, what's up? Now she want a photo, you already know though, you only live once, that's the motto, nigga, YOLO, and we bout it every day, every day, every day, like we sitting on the bench, nigga, we don't really play, every day, every day, fuck what anybody say, can't see him cause the money in the way, real nigga, what's up? One time, fuck one time, I'm calling niggas out like the umpire, seven grams in the blunt, almost drowned in the pussy, so I swam to her butt, it's east side, we in this bitch, Wish a nigga would like a tree in this bitch And if a leaf fall, put some weed in that bitch That's my M.O. at a beat of that shit I'm fucked up, tore down I'm twisted, door knob Talk stupid, off with your head Nigga money talks, and Mr. Egg Yeah, I'm so young money Got a drum on the gun, in the jazz of bunny Funny how honey ain't sweet like sugar Ain't shit sweet, niggas on the street like hookers I tongue kiss her other tongue Ski, 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 water gun Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt Don't she? Now she want a photo, you already know though yeah. You only live once, that's the motto Nigga YOLO and we bout it every day, every day, every day Like we sitting on the bench, nigga We don't really play every day, every day Fuck what anybody say, can't see him Cause the money in the way, real nigga What's up, what's up, what's up Real nigga, what's up? 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 Now she want a photo. You already know though. You only live once. That's the motto, nigga. Yolo, and we bout it every day, every day, every day. Like we sitting on the bench, nigga. We don't really play every day, every day. Fuck what anybody say. Can't see him 'cause the money in the way. Real nigga, what's up? The Huff and Sapes Radio Show every Tuesday night on the Toad Hop Network, www.toadhopnetwork.com, or find us on the iTunes Music Store as a podcast, although it sounds like the people here at Toad Hop don't count the iTunes downloads towards our numbers. <laughs> You're just wrong. You just don't have it right, you know Johnny what else? Ice. You know what other bone? Your little Bible, bone little I had iPad to pick. Bible. More Why importantly than the numbers, last week I was eating a Subway sandwich in the green room, and I was told, that I could not eat in the green room. You know why? Why? Because Angie Everhart had been in earlier, and she didn't like the way it smelled, so now we aren't allowed. Fuck that. I'm not going to not eat <laughs> in the green room because Angie Everhart doesn't like how it smells. <laughs> you used to have a monster crush on Angie oh, Everhart, absolutely. didn't you? Not anymore. T- totes McGoats. Huge <laughs> crush. <laughs> Massive. That's how, you, that's how you're going to get her. Massive crush, yeah. She's here now. She has Every like Tuesday. Own, she has yeah. a t- if we got here early enough, you could see her. Just don't smell up her green room. <laughs> yeah, she's like a mom and stuff now, and it's oh know, really not the same. You've been like following her career, huh? You her, like Wikipedia her. <laughs> yeah, I follow- every couple months you Wikipedia. Is she still married? Is she still married? No, he, he Is there a spouse Twitter. section? 
She used to bang Howard Stern, so he talks about her quite a bit. Really? Yeah. They dated very briefly. Okay. So, you know, She's occasionally. Redhead, right? Yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why you like her. Yeah, I thought she was, you know, somehow she was hotter when she was like a vampire dominatrix and not just like a mom. Yeah. So. Isn't she in those commercials where she's like, my stretch marks totally went away. Yeah, she does some butter. Yeah, not so yeah. awesome things anymore. What? She did. Not quite it's as. true, Nick. It happens when you have babies. Not quite as big a turn on as watching her strap Dennis Miller to a iron cross and bite his neck. What was that? What movie was that? Bord- See, I don't even know which one you're referring Bordello to. Bordello of Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope to run into her. I'd like to see what Angie ever heard. She was like a big, uh, she was a centerfold, wasn't she? she wasn't she a playmate? Uh, I don't she, believe so. She did. She was definitely she did a Playboy, Playboy she did long Playboy. after oh, okay. she was famous already. Okay. Uh, my so girlfriend at the time bought it for me, which I thought was really sweet. I still which have I thought it. was a setup, which it was. <laughs> no, not that girlfriend. <laughs> Total fucking setup. No, but I did. I. It's not that interesting, but I found that Playboy, and I had scantily clad pictures of my girlfriend from that era. Oh, really? Inside in there, like no real pictures. I was like, "What are these things?" That's a good place I can't to click hide on it. Next, that's a good place to hide it from other people, but not your, not your woman. She might check in there. To She's see probably what you're gonna find into. it there. Yeah. All right, triple eight five two zero four three seven four is the telephone number. Hop and Stapes, Toad Hop Network, Extreme Talk XM one sixty five. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Extreme XM one sixty five, and of course follow the Toad Hop Network. They keep the lights on at Toad Hop Network, uh, and one day they'll give us our due. Yeah, get off our back, Frank. Uh, apparently, they your um, biggest supporter, buddy. They they won't be able to keep the lights on much longer yeah. if we keep putting up th- the kind th- of numbers we're doing. Thirty downloads a month. Thirteen downloads per 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 month and a half per eight weeks. Should we talk <laughs> about stand up or what? I think that's all we really have time for. I would like to hear your bagel store story, but maybe save that for the end. Okay, if we have time. That's fine. If we have time. If not, it, it believe me that it's evergreen. I just saw a woman do something at the bagel store that was the worst. It was probably the worst breach of etiquette I've ever seen. Yes, ever. I love etiquette like, stories. Ever, no, favorite. ever, 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 ever in line. Where I just I stared at her for twenty minutes afterward, just going, I know, I know what you did. So no, I need we'll to talk about that story. later. Yeah, you'll hear. She was oh, the biggest God. C in the history of the world. No, this was a very this big week for Joe and I. Last week was a huge, huge week because we finally got off, got up the stones to get on stage. Went to a little open mic, um, not even that little. It was a huge waiting list. We had to wait forever to actually get our time on stage. We went to the Hollywood Hotel to something they call the bomb shelter. I would say this, Joe. I think we should give them an endorsement. I think they deserve it in the sure. sense that like. If you're a person who has always wanted to do stand-up comedy and you haven't had the nuts to do it, there is not a place on earth that I could imagine that would make you feel more comfortable in this place. It's a dark bar on the second, you know, this, in like basically the basement floor of the Hollywood Hotel in kind of the middle of fucking nowhere LA. So you're not worried that like celebrities are going to walk in drunk off the street or something and catch you bombing. No, it's no just casting nowhere. agent would ever yeah. set foot in there, but exactly. also there are bodies in the room and it's yep. like protective it's like a it just feels comfortable in there yeah it's even though even the way it's like cordoned off and the way you walk on stage you just feel safe there's like a safety to it yeah you know you feel really safe it's why they call it the bomb shelter anyone can get up do their five minutes they give you five minutes they play you on stage with this professional sound system it sounds great in the room like you know people can hear what the fuck you're saying yeah. professional sound system and it was a lot of fun i mean if you are someone who is thinking about doing stand-up you should definitely check it out there other than of course the open mic night here at the john lovitz theater universal city monday right. nights now, Do that first. We showed I'm up. John Lovett. We showed up uh, at like six oh three. The place opened at six o'clock, and Scott and I got assigned at numbers thirty five and thirty six. <laughs> wow. And Asteros was with us, and he got thirty seven. Asteros got thirty seven. 
Uh, can we talk about Asterios for a second? So we write to Asterios saying, we're finally going to do it. We're taking the plunge. We're going to yeah. get up on stage. And Asterios writes back. He's like, well, there's two mics that night on Thursdays. This really great one, bomb shelter out at the Hollywood Hotel. We'll, we'll get you guys up. We'll all go there. We'll do it. Or we can hit two open mics in Santa Monica at the uh, Lazy fucking Daisy something or other coffee house. <laughs> and there's another one right afterward. Should do it. We show up, and Asterios comes later than us. He's like, man, are you guys like, like in the 30s on this list? And we're like... Yeah, did you like get us on before? He's like, no, I haven't been here in like two years. I don't know what's going on. The same guys I knew don't even run it anymore. You guys want to get out of here and like go do the mic in Santa Monica? And Joe and I are like two drinks deep no, but already. He was, he was <laughs> shaking. But we're he like, was, we're not going anywhere. We're already on the roller coaster. But the other thing is like he was just using this vernacular. He's like, we can hit another mic. You guys yeah. want to hit another mic? Absolutely not. I don't want to hit any mics. I know hit we're at a mic. mic. And I was like, look, I can't start. I, I'm, it's my first night. Like, I'm not saying hit another mic yet. No. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't do it. I can't hit another no. mic. And I was like, look, buddy, I know it's probably a pain in the ass for you to sit here, but we're, we're guaranteed to go on if we stay here. Let's just wait it out and get it over with. Three and a half hours. Yeah. Wait Seriously? it out. Seriously? More. More because, okay, it was four so and a half hours. It was more like four and a half hours because also some really great comics showed up. Big Maria, name comics. Yeah, Maria Bamford showed up to tune up <gasps> I for love her. Maria Bamford. She was awesome. I mean, and what's great though? What makes you feel so good? So Joe and I had the luxury, I think, of going. At first, we were like, "You're on the roller coaster," and it's like, "Click, click, click," as you go to the apex mm. of the roller coaster, and it's a three when, and a half hours of clicking. Yeah. But when you see that, like, even Maria Bamford, she got a lot of laughs. Don't get me wrong. Compared to everyone else, she got a lot of laughs. But even in that room, even Maria Bamford was happy to get like a smile and a wink. It was that sort of tough of a crowd of just comedians wow. and there's kind of nobody It's not so in much a tough attention. crowd as it was a non-existent crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so it gave us Got a little I think it almost gave us more confidence that like it's not going to sound like uproarious laughter no, no matter, matter what. Right, do. exactly. Yeah. As we set up our clips. So <laughs> it won't sound like we're even really doing stand up. It was an interesting scene though because there were like a couple there was like one dude sitting behind us it was like the yelly guy. Oh Jesus. He yelly he had two guy? amazing moments. It's like some comedian told a joke that bombed and the comedian goes well, it's the sound of silence. And Yelly Guy <laughs> Yelly Guy goes, Simon and Garfunkel, great song. <laughs> what? And then another girl was talking about rape and the dude yelled out, Amen. She goes, you know, I don't like to get I don't like to get regular rape, but maybe like date raped or something. And he goes, Amen, sister. And she goes, Well, I wasn't really looking for an a- <laughs> amen from the crowd and getting and date so, raped. There was like, you know, and so there were mm-hmm. Obviously, more than 34 comics that went on before us because they squeezed in a couple of these big name people. And there were a few people that I was like, you know what? I can't be the, I won't be the worst person here. Well, so when I was wrote, a relief. Yeah, when I wrote Yelly Guy, I was talking about the guy who got up on stage and he goes, I work in a restaurant! <laughs> and these fucking retards come in and they order salads! And I'm like, fuck you, you fucking retards! And your fucking salads, fuck you! And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> And then some other guy's like, can you point out on the menu where your salad's are? I'm like, it's in front of your stupid fucking face, you fucker! Yeah. <laughs> like, that was his That whole... guy was there. That but... was Yelly Guy. There was more than one. One guy's bits all ended with, he's like, yeah? Well, if you're going to use language like that, I'll fucking stab you to death. I stabbed this woman yeah. and, her, and her 10-year-old daughter to death on the boardwalk in Venice Beach. I was like... <laughs> there were, there yeah. were two black comics who both talked about police brutality, which it's is crazy, something man. no one in the room could possibly relate to. Um, that ended every joke with, it's crazy. <laughs> sometimes, you know, every... sometimes a cop will try to take your name, and you'd be like, you'd be like, you try to say your name, and then they're like, whack, 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 <laughs> with the nice thing. No, he doesn't even crazy. say whack. He goes, ha, 
He would do that every single time. He ended up doing that probably a half dozen times throughout. <laughs> and then he would, the act would move on, and he'd be like, "Yeah, man, school was fun." Remember when the teacher would ask your name, your name, and then she'd be like, "Before you can answer, you'd be like, ha! Ha! <laughs> And then you go, and then you go, "White people, you can laugh." We're like, mm, <laughs> "Thanks for permission. We knew we had permission to laugh." Um, chosen, chosen. And then there was a guy. Just once a this, once this one guy went on, um, I knew that it was gonna be. Just fine from there. This dude went on his name just to protect his name. His name was Mike Olay. <laughs> the first Nick's already hyperventilating. He had a five minute set. The first three minutes were all about his name being Mike. Mike, yeah. Like he did three minutes about like there's no cool mics in the world. There's only like Michael Jackson and Michael this. He's like, oh, and Michael Mike. Jordan. Michael Jordan's pretty cool, and I guess. All, so many Michaels. And he went through like a dozen Michaels. And then then I came back from the bathroom. I missed all the Michael yes. material, and, and I got back for the last name material. So then he did <laughs> a minute on his last name about how no one could ever spell it right. And it's just like, oh, my God. And then his last <laughs> minute was about how he fucking, how he hates Steve Jobs. He's like, I'm glad Steve Jobs is dead. Yep, oh, glad no, he's dead. Okay. Because the iPhone is just too cool, and I spend too much time on it. Yes! Big finish. <laughs> First name, last wow. name. I'm glad Steve Jobs is dead. Yeah, it was good stuff. So I was like, you know what? Hey, it's relatable. Everyone's got a first name. Everyone's <laughs> got a last name. And everyone's got a dead Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Who's Steve Jobs not dead for? He's dead for everybody. He's dead everybody for everybody. gets it. He's universal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so after that, Mike Olay, man. He was Mike. like, Olay. Well, some women want to have the last name Olay. You know, I found some women who thought it was pretty cool to have the last name Olay. Yeah, I mean, it was it was <laughs> really bad. My favorite, can I do, let's not be dicks, though. My yeah. favorite, oh, there was, let's be dicks for one more person. There was this <laughs> girl who was so attractive. She was like, she was, again, she was like a, a mixed race. She was a black girl with, she was. She said her mom was white, I think was like her bit. Mom was white, uh, dad was black, gorgeous, tall, whatever. And I was just, and her material sucked. She was fucking yep. brutal. And I'm like, that girl will 100% have a sitcom before we ever possibly could. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was just that much better looking than us. Uh, but she there was, was better looking and she had a light on her, so she's going to get a sitcom. My favorite joke of the night, though, was the girl who came out and goes, um, yeah, so my mother's maiden name is Krauss, but her Madden name is Dan Marino. <laughs> I was like pissing. I thought it was so funny. That was very funny. That was my favorite joke of the night. If that just tells you where things were. It was a pretty good joke, though. So anyway, at quarter anyway. to ten, we finally dun, dun, dun. we finally get called. I went up first. Here it is. And we'll, we'll critique as we go. Oh, we're going to have Nick stop it as we go? Okay. Yeah. yeah Stapes went up. Number 35, Joe Stapleton. Hey. All right. Let's give it up for our next time. Joe Stapleton. Yeah. 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 Woo. Yeah. Oh, his sound's worse than I thought it would. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, John. Great show, everybody. Okay, my name is Joe Stapleton, and you may not be able to tell from my name, but I am Italian. You can tell because I pair this general vicinity in my body. I went all over my body. And whole body, whole body. knows that they're Italian because they'll tell you within 90 seconds of meeting you. It's like they should all wear a pepperoni badge that says, don't talk to me about food unless you like getting yelled at. <laughs> they will take any conversation and steer it like a 98 T-top Camaro back to them being Italian. Like some sick game of six degrees of a Paisano. 
I once saw a guy go from talking about the economy. I got from New Jersey, mind you. I got from New Jersey talking about the economy. Pause it right there. Yeah, so good. Pause it right there. Okay, so, so it's integral to the joke that the guy was from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I did the girl move where I left out part of it and I went back. I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. The guy's from New Jersey. And then you laughed about it. Yeah, and then I laughed. <laughs> you have to know, too, before we go back to it, that Joe and I got together legit on Wednesday. We got together, and for the first time probably in our working relationship, we worked from the second I got to his place at 8 p.m. until about 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah. re- rewriting each other's jokes, helping each other out, critiquing, and then rehearsing like over and over again. So we knew it pretty cold. We each had one, like... Severe-ish mess up. Yeah, that was Joe's, and that after that, my, it was all downhill. And I felt the only way was to to get through it was laugh to laugh it at yeah. it. So, I got from New Jersey, mind you. Got from New Jersey. Talk about the economy. <laughs> Talk about the economy. <laughs> to the best chicken farm you've ever had in your life, and only two moves. It was masterful. <laughs> I do poker commentary for a living, uh, and sometimes I wish I had a job that was important, like a job that meant something. Like I have a friend. My friend Alejandra is a cancer scientist, but so she's researching the cure for cancer. But it's like a job like anything else, so she has to have these quarterly reviews. <laughs> what are these conversations like with her boss? Because her boss stood out like, well, Alejandro, I was looking at your work for the quarter, and I noticed that you haven't cured cancer yet. <laughs> are we close? I mean, because we've been working on this for like a year and a half. Can you ballpark it? I mean, i got to tell my boss something. <laughs> Any chance before the long weekend? Damn it. No one's trying to cure cancer, by the way. I make way more money by not curing cancer. <laughs> uh, speaking of making money, uh, you know, I'll realize that I've, like, finally made it here in Los Angeles when I have an apartment house. <laughs> uh, when I have an apartment <laughs> that doesn't have vertical blinds and doesn't have tandem parking. <laughs> Like, I want side-by-side parking in my apartment, like Warren Buffett has. <laughs> His roommate's not waking him up to go to work every <laughs> But I end, up, I end up moving all the time, because the second I start making five more dollars per year, I will go to an apartment that costs five more dollars per year. So I'm moving all the time. Guy I back fucking hate that. moving. <laughs> Guy in the back just loved that. That was I amazing. Yeah, yeah, I do Oh, someone laughs really hard coming up where my setup is that, like, you have to go around collecting boxes, yeah, and this, dude, this dude loses it. Don't, don't ruin it. It's an apartment that costs five more dollars per year. So I'm moving all the time. I fucking hate moving. You gotta like hit up your friends for help. You gotta go around begging for boxes. And last time, I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going around begging for boxes. Okay, I'm going to the container store and I'm buying boxes. So I wasn't able to buy anything there because all the measurements are like weird and impractical. Like I don't make fucking gallons of DVD packs. If I came by collections at least ten gallons, I don't know how many liters of books I have. And I didn't know that kitchen utensils could be measured in fluid ounces. So I moved my water. Bed. Pause it for a second. Uh, so the the one thing too that people will notice, like careful listeners of Huff and Stapes and Two Jacks yes. Hole will notice, you've heard some of this shit before because yeah. we workshop bits, but they're just you know we talk about them instead of standing here and reciting them to you because that would be boring. But like the we next one coming the up, show. the next one coming up is a bit that you've done on this show before. And it was, on a, it was a retirement. It was a retirement, I thought. It was in a commercial, I guess, apparently, too, for the old, like, Poker Road shows. Okay. Uh, because I showed it to someone, and they're like, oh, I've heard that before. It used to be on the commercial. There you go. Here it comes. So, I moved my water. Uh, you know what I like? I like the voices people do. And I'm not talking about comedians. I'm not talking about like, people doing impressions. I'm talking about, like, normal, everyday people, how they, like, change their inflection for certain things. Like, people like to use, like, what I like to call the flavor voice. 
It's like when someone wants to ask you a favor, but they feel like they got to comedy it up. <laughs> so they'll be like, can I ask you a flavor? <laughs> or if you have, like, a short name, they'll use your full name, like Joseph. Or if you don't, like, if your name is Scott, you'll say, they'll say, Scott, yes. Shout out. And sometimes they'll have an English accent to it. So like, can I ask you a favor? And you're like, oh, my God. Or they'll throw in, like, a weird word that doesn't belong, like a perchance. Or like a stupid salutation, like a good sir. My good sir, could you pretend take me to the airport? Like, why are you doing that accent? Are you, are you, do you think that it's gonna distract me from what an unbelievable asshole you are? Like, I fucking hate that guy, but I love British street urchins. You know what? I'd be happy to help you move, Oliver Twist. You know, Oliver, for a uh, street urchin, you sure have a lot of gallons of DVDs. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's my time. Thanks very much. Yeah, just stand with So I'm fine. I was fine with it. It was great. You know, it was great. And were you watching the girl on the front left just to see if she grinned at all? No. She was like the first line of defense. You weren't? No. I kept going to her because it was like if she was grinning or smiling, you knew you were fucking murdering that room. I didn't see anything while I was up there. I could not see a thing. I kind of blacked out, I black too. out. Yeah. I don't know how long I'm up there for. The I missed the light by a minute. Did you? <laughs> you notice I, I was 43 seconds over. The guy oh. was like waiting on the side, but then luckily when I came off, he was like, oh, good last bit. And I was like, oh, good, thanks. I'm yeah, sorry, I, I have no idea how to do fine. an open I was mic. under. I was under by like 45 seconds. Really? I was like 4, oh God, 4 12 like or something. made it up for each other. That's right. We're that good of God, a team. That's yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. We're, a, we're the double helix of comedy. So I went up right after Joe. They played us on stage to the same song, too. Yeah. You didn't request that, right? Because no. I heard you could. <laughs> I heard you could ask for the song you wanted to be played up to, but... I was not <laughs> Someone got played up to that, and it was like, that's too funny of a song. I wouldn't even want to go up to that, because then the person tried to do like their first a 30 seconds on, it, yeah. on Kiss from a Rose, and it's like, dude, mm. it's not working in this room, for sure. Unless you just start singing it, and then it's even worse. But anyway, <laughs> after I got the crowd warmed up with my fantastic You and material, the 34 other people. Um, <laughs> by the way, what I say about my set is that I say, all things considered, you know, my first time and the fact that there were like seven people in the room, uh, I give myself an eight More out of ten. More than seven. And you, and you were an eight out of ten, for sure. But uh, all things not considered, I give myself a four out of five because that's the number of people in the room who are laughing. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, that I, I realize, and if, you know, there's very little that I think, as Asterios pointed out, there's very little you can learn from an open mic like that. There's yeah. very little you can really learn about your material from an open mic like that. One thing I did learn, though, was that you cannot let the audience smell fear. The minute you get up there and you just start bailing on your own shit, oh, yeah. you're fucking done. Like, you're done. They know, and they'll never give you even a sympathy laugh. They think you're afraid of them. And so I think you owned, as Noah put it, you owned the moment, you got up there, and you just were you, and so you automatically had a little bit of a, Thank a you. win. Thanks, a little bit man. of a win. I don't even know if we have time for all yeah, of them. So let's try it anyway. It. I mean, we played my fake one. Oh, I need a little setup before uh, before we get there. Before we get there, when you get up on stage, they have a place where you can hold your notes, and it's like a little what would you music call stand. that? A music a music stand. There you go, a music stand. What if after all that, it just fucking blew your mind and did a whole symphony? Right <laughs> <laughs> all singing music. Uh, yeah, so I recently got married about a year and a half ago. Everyone hates marriage. Yay! Everyone's single here. How the fuck else could you still be here? <laughs> I'll still improv, be here at 11 at night. My wife has texted me seven times. Have you gone on yet? How do we go? Did it go well? Here, pause it for a second. Right this is Scott, by the way, immediately just working the crowd. Like, doesn't, doesn't have this plan. I'm like, what are you doing? This is, we didn't go over this. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? You say, I got married. Usually people are like, yay. Nobody said shit. I was like, fuck you guys then. <laughs> Let's do this. So Scott's like immediately super comfortable up there. <laughs> it sounds like it. 
be seven times. They'd be gone, yeah? How'd it go? They'd go, well, I don't know. We're going to find out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got married a year and a half ago. People said that marriage changes you. Uh, it really, I've known my wife so long, not that much has changed, except I was never like a jewelry guy before I got married. Now I'm forced to wear a ring every day. And when I say forced, I mean forced. Because if I leave the house and I'm not wearing my ring, within an hour I get a phone call. Hi, I'm not your wife. I'm just your girlfriend today. <laughs> I go, really? You're just my girlfriend, really? Because my girlfriend used to say she loved oral sex. Click. <laughs> or whatever the sound of an iPhone hanging out is, which is just silence. I missed my first punchline. My first punchline was supposed to be a bit I did on the show before when yeah. I first got married where I was like, man, everything's so different when I wear a ring. It's like different holding a butter knife and I'm a golfer holding the golf club and fingering strange women. That's a weird one. <laughs> uh, but that, then I realized it would have colored me pretty unlikable to get up there and do that at first. So I'm kind of glad I edited that Good on stage. Point. I would look like a real fucking dick. Like, well, oh, cool. Say you edited hey, guy, it. You, you forgot it. I forgot it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I edited slash realized your subconscious I'm not did it for exactly you. I'm not comfortable I don't actually do that so there's nothing funny about it because it's not true look you know? uh, good news is I lost all the dailies for today bad news is uh, I edited it out <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to edit those scenes anyway keep going silence <laughs> I don't know if a really long time uh, and if there's one thing that I've learned about women which is probably nothing but if there's one thing I think I've learned about women it's that you guys ask a lot of questions you can ask questions about anything. The other day, I was on my way back playing basketball, and I decided, because I'm a fucking idiot, to stop <laughs> at Sprinkles Cupcakes, because I love waiting in a really, really long line to overpay for pastries. <laughs> uh, I decided I was just going to get her a nothing cupcake, and I love you cupcake, because we've been together, and what the hell, why not? So I bring her the cupcake, and I walk in, and it's like 8,000 fucking questions about why this is what you have to look forward to, by the way, if you get married, is that anything nice you do is immediately under a cloud of suspicion because everyone fucking gives up when they get married. <laughs> you are immediately suspicious if you do anything nice. So I walk in and I'm like, okay, here's this cupcake. And she just starts off the questions, well, why did you do it? Well, just because I love you. Why, why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, but was it like on your way home from something? Were you on your way back from your mistress's house? Like, if I had done something that fucked up, I could make up for it with a cupcake. <laughs> Kobe Bryant raped someone and it was a four million dollar diamond. I'm gonna rape. make up for what with a cupcake like the right window there, rape. That's rape in his first time. Good I'm job, Scott. The leather of your seat, son. I'm sorry. Here's a nine dollar cupcake. I'm sorry about that. But she said she just wouldn't stop. She just asked question after question. I was like, you know what? From now on, I'm just gonna be an inconsiderate asshole because I don't want to walk into fucking frosting Nixon. <laughs> yeah, Frosty Nixon. You bet your ass I got up there and said uh, yeah, Frosty Nixon. Ask a lot of questions. That's why you never see any uh, spy movies with gay couples. You need that woman character. You need a B-story. You need the woman character to be like, just let me into your life. Please. I just want to know where you're going when he you know, disappears on a mission or whatever. If it was a gay couple... It would be like the guy, you know, the spy, his cover's like, uh, I'm sorry, I work overnight uh, inventory at the Home Depot, uh, so I'm going to head out for a little while, and his husband's on the couch watching. Guy comes back three weeks later, gets dropped into the apartment on a fucking rope ladder with a knock list. He's got electrocution scars all over his body from the torture. His husband's like, hey, uh, where you been? Uh, at the Home Depot. Okay, cool. Cut to next action scene. <laughs> so I got nothing. We can't do it. There's no fucking heart. There's no soul to it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I had to go to my notes right there because I forgot where I was going with it. And I'm like, so, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. So, so yeah. Pretty, so, pretty uh, natural. Yeah. You look, you're a supernatural thing. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, women ask a lot of questions. Uh, that's one thing. It's that like I've my Chris Rock delivery. Just go back to the same thing. You're uh, my wife about. asks a, a ton of questions about things that most of you, I'm sure, could answer very easily. The other night we were out. I was at Bruce Springsteen at an Italian restaurant. It wasn't like an intimate evening with Bruce Springsteen. We saw him eating. He was eating with his uh, his sister. My <laughs> wife was like, "Oh my God, can you believe it? Is that Bruce Springsteen?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 Bruce Springsteen. I haven't got the answers. That's the thing about being in a relationship. If one person has a lot of questions, someone else inevitably has to have the answers. I must be able to answer that that's not in fact Bruce Springsteen. We take a fucking systematic picture with him with the assholes, and she's just naming trees. The boss. It somehow was my biggest laugh so from the back the too. The naming but trees. What else would happen? We just, and it we was just die in winter. Yep. That would be it. We'd be just chugging heating oil. Uh, die in winter got a pretty big laugh too. We were talking we over did. it. <laughs> Speaking of dying, uh, I had a really weird like growth on my back, and it was it was awful. It was awful. I had to have it taken off. I was very scared. I had to take Wait, it hold off. on, pause. pause Here comes second. my screw up, Scott. So the joke is, I had this mole, and I tweeted it, so everyone already knows the joke. I had this mole on my back, and my doctor wrote to me that my can't the the the, the mole, mole was totally benign, and I'm like, I could stop reading after totally because what doctor would ever write your mole is totally cancerous? You're probably gonna die, whatever. So <laughs> that was the bit. But I decided to add in. I was gonna say, unless I have the only doctor who both graduated from medical school and still sends emails like a 15 year old girl, that was gonna be like the setup into the thing. You'll hear what I did. <laughs> on my back, and it was it was awful. It was awful. I had to have it taken off. I was very scared. I had to take it off my uh. My doctor decided to uh, send me the test results, true story actually, by the way, in an email. <laughs> Everyone is a pussy now. No one can deal with their lives. They're just behind <laughs> IM and Twitter and whatever. We're just, that's it. So he sends me the results and it says, Dear Scott, uh, your mole was totally benign. <laughs> oh, to I think I could have stopped reading at totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have to read anymore. I know I'm in the clear when I see totally, unless I somehow have the only doctor in the world who both graduated law school law and school? still sent an email to what? a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> God damn like, it. By the way, her mole is totally cancerous. Uh, you're obviously chemotherapy, yes. and your prop's going to die. Thanks, guys. Scott, your set was totally yeah. awesome. Your prop's going to do it, man. Shut <laughs> up, everybody. Scott. And you're obviously hilarious. By the way, then Asterios goes up. And kind of murders for the room, for that room. For us, we were dying. We, we were dying. And it was a bit. It was a bit he had written while he sat there waiting to go yeah. up. He like wrote it down in About a notebook. Ninja Turtle cups. Got, got him on stage, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> See, just there you go. Oh, About Ninja Turtles, hysterical. Yeah. yeah, so good. So wait, this good, is the part where you tell me how good, good I did. Now it's a good thing you had the cheering section in the BG. Yeah, <laughs> in the what? In the, the BG. BG. Yeah, the uh, laugh track in the BG. The laugh track in the BG. Uh, no, Scott, I was so proud of him. He looked so great up there, so natural. He had, he like added a bunch of shit on the spot that he didn't have originally, whereas mine was like pretty much word for word, like I'm very meticulous. So about, much better. You're like, I'm so much smarter than you and better at memorizing. No, not at all. Not at all. I think that there's... It'll be great for when he's an actor. I hope yep. to be able to do it. Thank you, Jackie. I hope <laughs> to be able to do it like you did it eventually, Scott. I don't trust myself enough to not... You know how you can sometimes get yourself in like a word maze? Where you start Ooh, telling you a sentence a certain thing. way, oh. and you're like, "Fuck!" Like I, my whole, even if it's not a joke, but my whole rest of my sentence was based on me starting the sentence a totally. You're different like, I can't way. go from genuine to genuflect. That's just fucking weird. Where do I go now? I said right. genuine. I'm fucked. And genuflect was the punchline. Yeah, it's like, 
don't why? know what to do. It's like why? Seriously, why? you ever do that? You like say exactly what Joe's saying. You say a word that you can't go from that move to that move. Right. There's no way. There's no way. It's like me skipping over the New Jersey thing. You just have to stop and backtrack, which is just like horrible. You can't do it. So that's why I don't allow myself to improvise, at least right now, because I'll end up just saying something stupid, like painting myself in a corner. Scott went up there and was totally natural, and uh, I don't know. I was very proud of you, Scott. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, the other thing I edited on stage was the joke was supposed to be, I was, I was t- just telling the truth on the story about the cupcake. I was like, I was on my way back from playing tennis. And I'm like, eh, tennis sounds so gay. I'm like, basketball. <laughs> so I, was like, I was on my ba- way back from, and you don't even hear me say playing or anything. I just goes on my way back from uh, basketball. <laughs> I was like, that'll make me sound Liar. cooler. All right, quick call, and then we got to go. We got to get out of here. Uh, Chad, you've been holding a long time. We appreciate it, buddy. What's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. It's been about uh, two years since I've caught your show live. Oh, oh thanks, man. Cool. Well, it's great to have you back. Is it? Was it the last time Keegan was on? <laughs> uh, no. No, that was not the last time. Back when you guys were just doing the uh, two jacks in the hole. That's right. That's, That's awesome. Uh, we've we've come such a long way from that. Now we get thirty downloads a month. Yep. <laughs> Do you believe Johnny? I'm sure. I'm pretty sure ten of those are mine. Oh well, <laughs> oh, thanks. Nice. All three of you must be very happy. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, two other roommates. We all downloaded. Oh, that's oh, cool. awesome. Thanks that's very awesome. much. All right. Just want to say, Joe, you're my hero. Scott, uh, you're all right. Thanks, man. Wow. Aww. Thank you. That's, good that's the nicest thing anyone Talk said to Scott good. all day. You guys are a great team. Keep it up. Thank you very <laughs> thanks, much. Man. Wow, to hold that long just to say that is very is very sweet. You're my hero too, Chad. Thank you, Chad. And your roommates are just all right. See, that's how I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, big thanks to our guests. We gotta get out of here. We gotta go. That's all the time we have for the Huff and Stapes Radio Show. Big thanks to our guest, Keegan Michael Key at Keegan M Key on Twitter. You can find him Tuesday nights at ten thirty p.m. on Comedy Central. Key and Peel is the name of the show. It is seriously, I could not give it a higher endorsement. It is so effing funny. It is like so hilarious. You can really find, find Jackie Bray at Jackie Bray on Twitter. I'm at Scott B. Huff. Make sure to follow at Toad Hop Network for full episodes. Go to ToadHopNetwork.com. Click on Huff and Stapes. Let them hear you. Please, for the love. Uh, at Huff Stapes <laughs> is our Twitter account. Until next week, us and at HuffandStapes.com. Tell them we should be able to eat in the green room. Yeah. Because <laughs> who cares what Angie Everhart thinks. Uh, also, by the way, uh, make sure to follow at Extreme Talk XM165 on Twitter. Extreme XM165 is the Twitter handle. We'll be back next week with more Huff and Stapes. Joe Stapleton is at 2 Joe on Twitter, and he has only one thing left to say this week. Smell you later! You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.